welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Back. And thank you for listening, David. Yes. How you doing? I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm I'm home, which I is know. weird. This is very strange, David. Well, I you and like I have this. never recorded at this table before. That's true. Yeah, like, we recorded I think once in the in the in the den, the yeah. office. Yeah, about the three second years bedroom. ago. Yeah, we did a was that a post Oscar? Yes. So so this is only in Battleship pretension history this is only the second time you and i have recorded an episode here at my home that's right i have recorded episodes with other guests when you weren't around here yes which is off-putting um but uh this is a this is this is new i'm sure the listeners don't care at all they should but uh yeah it they is probably tell them a little bit out of sort like you're, you're the dynamic. primary ho- you're the primary host now no because you have to host me no, no, nah, it's not home. the case. Oh, okay. Not the case. I offered I you water. A special vibe, a different vibe. <laughs> I offered you water when you came in. That's true. End of my hosting duties. Fair enough. Now you are hosting the show. Um, why don't? Uh, Side note: okay. You don't actually think that, right? What? That I'm hosting the show? No, but we you, are co-hosts. I guess so. Yeah, but you intro the show every uh, uh, every time. I'm the more bombastic of the two. There's no question. We got to shake people up with that intro. Okay. Yeah. But that's it. You know, I do. A pre- when I do an intro, I do a pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I've never listened to episodes without me. Well, I, I, really but I, I intro all the movie journals. Oh, that's true. So I host the movie journals. That, oh, that's okay. There yeah, we yeah. go. That's how it goes. And I'm just the, the color man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the ad man. That's true. And speaking, and look, he's coming around the corner. Here he is. This episode is brought to you by Mubi, a curated online cinema that brings its members a hand-picked selection of the best independent, international, and classic films. Every day, Mubi's curators introduce a new title, and you have 30 days to watch it. That means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy, all for only $4.99 a month. Pardon me? I'm sorry. I hate saying this. It is $5.99 a month. Why did you say you got the old because copy? I have the old copy. I'm sorry about that. It is $5.99 a month because the company is doing very well and uh, they need to put more money into hosting fees, that sort of thing. So I apologize for getting your hopes up. It is right. one more dollar per month. And <laughs> still 30 movies a <laughs> yeah, month exactly. for less than $6. I think you're yeah. all right. I think I'm okay. It's, uh, let's look at it this way. It's a quarter a week. Yeah, uh, extra. So, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, plus when you use their mobile apps, you can download films to watch offline. New movies available at Mubi include uh, Leo uh, Carox's Lovers on the Bridge, Paolo mm. Sorrentino's Il Devo, and Jim Jarmusch's mm. Dead Man. Mm. So, uh, there is also a special offer for listeners of Battleship Pretension. You can try Mubi free for a month. Just go to Mubi.com. That's M-U-B-I.com slash Battleship that to dead, redeem now. Uh, that Dead Man score. By Neil Young. It's pretty solid. It's one, maybe one of my favorite movie scores, period, point blank. I've only seen Dead Man once in my life, and uh, I remember really responding to it, even if I didn't totally understand it. I think it's arguable that anybody understands it. Although, Jonathan Rosenbaum... Wrote a anyone, book about it. Yeah, if anyone could understand it, it's him. Yeah. Um, Have you read that? I, I, I read I, the I, book, because it started as a, like a long yes, review, which I had read, read. But yes. I never read the, the whole book. Um Speaking of uh, paying the bills, uh, mm-hmm. I want to tell you guys about tweakedaudio.com where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors and look great. They sound great. Uh, Tyler and I use them each and every day of our lives. Mm-hmm. And you can, as mentioned, find them at a low, low price at tweakedaudio.com. But uh, if you put in some extra effort at checkout and use the offer code pretension, you'll get one third off that already low, low price and no shipping charges. So that's tweakedaudio.com. Offer code, pretension. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tyler, who's our guest? Oh my gosh! Well, he's one of he's one of. Uh, I'll say this: he's a fan favorite. Uh, <laughs> we think he yeah. has his moments. You know, um, I'd say uh, hit and miss. By which I mean he hits with you, misses with me. Okay. Uh, and there, there. What are we at the Friars Club here? <laughs> there's, there's always a moment, and you can hear it literally every time our guest today. People know it. It's obviously Josh Fadum. He just yelled into the mic. Who else does that except for Goble? Um, but uh, it's, yeah, one of our two loudest returning guests, <laughs> yes. Josh Fadum. Say hi, Josh. Oh, hi. Thanks for having me. What I was going to say is, what were we going to get to? What was that? As thought? much as I, thought? as much as I love you, Josh, yes. and I love you more than I'd say anyone in my life, including my wife. Oh, I'm thanks. now bumping you even further up than, than, when, than when we we're off. Thank mic. you. Uh, as much as I do enjoy your appearances, there will eventually come a moment in every episode where listeners might be able to hear just a slight tap on some mic. That's my head hitting the mic because uh, I forget that, oh yeah, when Josh is here, we can't keep the show going the way we do with ourselves or really any other guest because it's best to just kind of let you go and not try to rein you in. You've got to be contained. free. Can't right. be contained. No tracks. No tracks on this one. This is a golf cart. This is not a, this is not a train. That we're riding. Go for you. Go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. You can go any, that's true. You can go all around the course. You can go over the tracks, cross the track. You can go. You can uh, uh, t-bone the tracks. Sure. Yeah. So Josh, so we'll now, be t-boning. The listeners know we have. We we don't only have you on once a year, but we right. have you on at least once a year. Tradition. Because Tradition. we do the summer movie preview. Going, I don't even sure what year we started doing this, but it's been probably the first one. So it's the, been like probably 2008 was the first time I did the show. Right, the very first one was it was in 2007, I think. Still, it was episode 47. Is episode forty-eight? But that wasn't a summer movie preview. It wasn't. It wasn't. It, it wasn't that, but it was an Entertainment Weekly episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So we went our first one, and we went through it with Josh. What was the What was the Entertainment Weekly? cover about nothing that. i think just, yeah we've told this story before but josh you were a very last minute replacement yeah, that day. well we got some la- some schmuck coming in well we we found we found someone no, someone something. was supposed to come like we had the room booked because yeah. we used to book a studio when we did i had our guests did you ever get that person by the way i don't remember who it was at this point Nor canceled do I. on us um you don't have a date but, book the the the, the battle pit, the battleship retention minutes the battleship uh, re- who's taking minutes here at the but, by the way <laughs> but i remember that i had been in a hotel with my Whoa, dark with my ex girlfriend the night before we had like gone on a little like weekend trip and I was coming back supposed to record that Sunday afternoon Depravity. I found out the person canceled and then sad uh, our mutual friend Zaldrinon said hey he, my friend Josh knows a lot about movies you should call him up and I was like oh I've seen him do stand up and so I called you from the parking lot of a Coco's where I was having brunch with my girlfriend <laughs> on, our, on our way back, drive back. And I was like, hey, uh, you don't know me. But, and you agreed to come in and do the podcast that day. And right. since we didn't have a topic, we literally just picked up an entertainment weekly from the 7-Eleven downstairs and made our show. Let's, let's just Oh, yeah, like, oh, like what's weekly. coming up? Like, and let's, look at the coming soon. Yeah, and I wonder I if I said, what, if, if, my, if my, I think my response may have possibly been, 
what's a podcast? <laughs> right. <laughs> Back then, that was yeah. a lot of people's yeah. response. Um, and then I think that I think I, we had so yeah. much fun going through the Entertainment Weekly that I think when it came time to do a summer movie preview, we were like, let's base it on the entertainment weekly movie preview and let's yeah. just have Josh back. Cause we had a good time. And now we've been doing that for the better, better part of a decade. I think our theory was that by going through that, it would provide some kind of structure. And, uh, that didn't last very long. Well, I but think that I first think- one might've been a little more, okay, we talk, we talk. And then I was like, Hey, all right, I got the hang of this. And then, <laughs> it, was, then it was swing on the jungle gym. <laughs> so Josh, before we get to our summer movie preview, yeah. uh, what's been going on in your life recently? Um, I don't know. Been uh, doing a lot of uh, comedy shows, weekly comedy shows. Been uh, getting some acting work here and there, that sort of thing. Yeah, you might have seen Josh on Better Call Saul. Yeah, uh, I was on that. Um, so that's cool. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and yeah, your your weekly show I haven't been to. Oh uh, yeah, it's fun. In You've a been while. to it before. I haven't been yeah. since it. I got two Tuesday. weekly shows actually. I got oh, okay. I got Tuesday at the Copper Still in Koreatown. I got Sunday at the Pack Theater. On Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah, the cover show is fun, but I haven't been able to go since it moved to Tuesdays. Right. Doesn't work out for me as well. Right. But it's a good time. Uh, all right, let's get into it, shall we? Indeed. All right, let's do it. Now, as per usual, we are doing the summer movie preview because summer movie season, whatever it means, is it becomes more and more boundaryless every year. Yeah. There's probably an easier way to say that. It has fewer boundaries every yeah. year. Anyway. I think it's um, getting more and more dismal. Like, there'll be a time, it's, there'll be a time, we'll keep doing this, we'll, you know, when we're well into our 50s, of course, mm-hmm. and there'll be a time when we're looking at it like, okay, the five movies coming out this summer, you know, <laughs> and they'll all be really, really big. They'll all be enough to, uh, the cost enough to save a country. Right. And, uh, or they'll all be Star Wars. The, the five exactly, Star Wars They'll movies. all be part of some, like, connected universe. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. At that um, point, Disney will have brought all of its franchises together. Yeah. So you have, you know, Captain America fighting, I don't know, some iteration of Han Solo at that point. I, yeah. I'm yeah. just, by the way, did you guys read that Tom Cruise is making a mummy movie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, like, I don't want to see that. No. <laughs> no, don't I do don't. That. Yeah. Don't do that. Who's directing it also? Probably someone like Lame. I don't, I don't I know. Don't know. Like mummy uh, has just such a stink of like St- Steven Summers. I'm sure, I'm sure Tom Cruise found a great spin on the mummy. But you hear Mummy now, and you're like, the, the, the franchise that was last led by Brendan Fraser is now Tom okay. Cruise's new franchise, you know? I yeah, think I, 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 I get your point. Yeah. I kind of want to step in and say that I am, A, a Brendan Fraser fan. Sure, sure. Nothing against Brendan Fraser, and but B, I'm talking about the level of right. star. That I kind of look at a Cruise and a Fraser. I kind of I mean, like the mummy and the mummy returns a little bit. I thought yeah. they were fun. Right, I right. didn't like the scorpion king, and there was a third mummy that I never saw. I saw th- mummy three. That's the only one I saw. I got a bad fell asleep. Uh, and then Stephen Summers, of course, made Van Helsing, which Boy, he is sure did. one of the worst movies of the 21st century. Maybe yeah. one I, of the worst like big budget studio releases of the 21st century. I would say. I've said it before. It is the first movie that I ever legitimately described as mind-numbing. <laughs> I saw it with my wife because I was like, oh, this will be fun, like all these different tech characters. And I was like, this is, whoa, this is exhausting. <laughs> this is, but not merely it's exhausting. It's like so stupid that I can't process how yeah. stupid. Uh, yeah. It's uh, shutting down my mind. The reason I thought of that is that I'm just, I'm sure other people have already thought of this idea as well, but I, I'm waiting for them to merge the Jack Reacher and John Wick universes. 
I think that'd be a good merger. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, let's yeah, do I, it. I would watch that. Yeah, movie. let's do it. Guys. I like both of those movies a lot. It's like yeah. Freddy versus Jason. It'd be Jack versus John. Yeah, they probably don't like each other, and they got to work together. You know. Yeah. And then like, because uh, right. isn't John Wick kind of like he's kind of like it's set in this like weird Illuminati world or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jack Reacher is also kind of set in this weird like, you know, running from the CIA type world or something like that. Yeah. Then I suppose if they wanted to, you know, down the line, I don't know this franchise, but work, you know, work born in there or something like that. Sure. Or the, the guy from born. Taken. I feel like. Go. Oh, I yeah. Think you get Liam Neeson. But have they already muddied Taken too much? They're already muddied. I guess I like, I guess I like Wick and Reacher because they're both names. You know what I mean? Mm. Unless like oh, right. Taken's name. Well, I actually Liam's haven't name seen is like, Taken. Uh, is his name? His name is John Taken. Yeah. <laughs> Neil, Neil Taken. <laughs> yes. Ted Taken. <laughs> There's that. My name is Ted Taken. You've taken my daughter. I've got a particular set of skills. My daughter, Shannon Taken. <laughs> my daughter, Shannon Taken. <laughs> Give me back my daughter. And then, uh, uh, and then, and then Mel Gibson's character from Ransom comes in. Sure, you know Ed Ransom. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back my son. Give me back my daughter. Uh, all right, I'll throw, I'll throw you the daughter. You throw me my son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so, like I said. The summer movie season, whatever that means, has already started. So there's, already, like there's stuff in is, here that we've already that is, has already come and gone. I like to think of oh, summer really? movie Where season. Where's that far in the summer, huh? Are we? Well, technically, no, it's, it's not it's, summer at all. It's May. Exactly. But, but based on the parameters set out by Entertainment Weekly, it's the summer, summer movie preview. It's summer, summer season. Right. As what we movie know does because season? So Catherine America Civil War came out. Catherine okay. America? Catherine America. <laughs> Catherine America's Civil War. C- Catherine America <laughs> Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. It's about two ladies who mm. do not get along. Two of my favorite actresses. It's kind of like the John yeah. Wick Jack Reacher thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Catherine America. Who's going to win? Catherine Sybil? Wait and see. So I don't know if we have to say anything about it. Well, uh, just. So it, that, I have to that, say about it, I didn't see it. That's the film that uh, they're saying kicks off summer Based movies. on the way that uh, Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you how Entertainment Weekly has this sort of uh, mapped out. But yeah, they have one big one, Captain America, and then everything else goes mostly chronologically except there'll be one at the beginning of every month that's like, this is the big one for that month. Okay. Then we'll go chronologically. Got it, got it. Um, yeah, I saw Captain America Civil War, didn't like it that much, and apparently that makes me some kind of uh, monster. <laughs> to whom? <laughs> uh, to whom? I got your back. Uh, to whom? You didn't see it, though. No, but to, I'll back you up for the Maybe he's allowed Wait, to not like it. You didn't see it? Um, Can you believe it? I dodged a Marvel. No, what that means, Tyler, is you're one of the few internet critics not on Marvel's payroll. I don't know if you've heard about this. I just saw it today. I, I didn't know that was like a, a thing people were saying. I, I think I, I, mean, I heard this conspiracy theory a little bit when critics were trashing Batman v Superman. But now there's literally there's like an online petition to stop Disney from paying critics to give good reviews to Marvel movies and bad reviews to non-Marvel superhero movies. Man. Except critics like Deadpool for the most part, right? So, so this yeah. is a conspiracy. It, it doesn't there, make any sense. Is there any kind of like uh, thing that's stopping um, studios from doing something like that? Or I guess the integrity of critics. No, no yeah. aside from ethics. What's that? Yeah, that's it. The integrity, uh, critics' integrity is. Yeah, all of it. but you know, you get that Marvel money. Yeah, I mean, if Marvel gave me that money, hyperbole, I would, pops I would right emphasize out. the stuff I like. I wouldn't lie. I would emphasize the stuff I like, downplay the stuff I don't like, and problem solved. And I would post it on my Christian website, right. and everything would be perfectly fine. <laughs> you say Marvel, I'm available. Yeah, it's you know, I could use some money. Yeah. I live in North Hills. I could stand to live in Burbank. Yeah. 
you know, <laughs> okay. moving on up. Uh, I don't know. You know, Marvel offered me money to give a bad review to Batman versus Superman, but I was like, I'm not Did seeing they really? that. No. <laughs> no. I, I wish that you just, I wish you'd just blown the whistle. Just no, I do I'll I'll you that you casually point. reveal like the corruption yeah. behind it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's move on to the thing. May stuff that's coming out that we haven't seen yet, such as. What do we the, got? The Nice Guys. Nice Guys. I, the new I, Shane I, Black movie. Nice Guys seems like one of those movies that like, ooh, I want to see that, and I bet I won't see it. Yeah? Like, I see the trailer, I go, this got all the things in it that I would like. It's like, I like this buddy cop thing, it looks fun, I like Shane Black, he's clever, I like the 70s, and that's probably going to be fun. And for some reason I watch it, I'm like, ah, great, it's got all this fun stuff, and uh, I bet I won't get out to the theater to see it. That one is, like, I would Maybe say it a, seems almost exhausting a little bit, I, can't, I don't know how to put my finger on it. That one's a priority for me. But it's a priority insofar as, like, it's one of those movies that, you know, on a Thursday night when my week kind of, my work week sort of ends, and David and I record, and then it's like, oh, we're done early. I'm going to go see a movie. Hey, Nike, Nice Guys is playing. It's, it seems like it'd be that kind of movie. But Shane Black is enough of a draw for me that it, I, I might prioritize it. You know what I think it is? Because I like Shane Black. I like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't see the Iron Man movie he made. It's, uh, he does some good stuff with it. Okay, well, I heard that was a bad one. I don't know. I, that, well, they're all bad to me. It's, so, this is before Marvel started paying critics. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. No, it's, it's the bad one to people who wanted things to be the same. Okay. The stuff he brought to it okay. is stuff that I find refreshing, and other gotcha. people are like, how could they do such a thing? And I think right, it's right, fun. Right. Here's what I think it is. Uh, the poster's not good enough. For the nice guys? Yeah. For you? Does that bother you? Well, the poster's not good enough. It's like you want them to get everything right. You know what I mean? I would also suggest that title could be better. Yeah, that's it, too. The nice guy's not very good. The poster's not very good. It's got all these things about it. Like, you know, when, it, when something's, like, doing all those things on the right, in the right department, you're kind of like, get it all right. Yeah. And they're like, well, that looks like a compromised poster and a mediocre title. Like, maybe the whole thing's going to be media. Like, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, even though people, not many people saw it, and it's not like a, people don't know it. Like It has grown a, over the years. Yeah, oh, it has it? Yeah. Well, like, in my memory, I'd need to watch it again. But, like, that seems like an uncompromised movie for the most part. It kind of kicked open the, uh, the Robert Downey Jr. comeback trail, you know, comeback yeah, season so. for RDJ. But, uh, uh, yeah, the nice guys. I don't love Ryan Gosling, but also I'll say in the trailer, like, he seemed like, Oh, I didn't realize. I, I'm not bothered by. It. He's not seeming. He's not like trying to let me know. Hey, I'm Ryan Gosling. You know, he just kind of seems like. Oh, he seems like a, a, a sizable lead or yeah. something like that. So that he's not an issue. It just seems like. It seems like it's all. Uh, you get what I'm saying, right? Uh, yes. And add on. Add on to me here. Add on. Come on. Let's do. It. Let's rip. Well, the thing I keep coming back to. I I do want to see it, but the the thing with the title, is that there was a TV series. Just a few years ago, there was a buddy cop TV sh- series Is that the called, one with Bradley Whitford? called The Good Guys. Oh, The Good Guys, that's right. But Bradley Whitford's like character, I never saw it. I saw one episode. It was pretty so good. I think it, that took place modern day, but his character had a very 70s look, right? Yes. Like leather jacket and mustache type yes. of thing. So I can't, I can't not think of The Nice Guys without thinking of The Good Guys, a show that lasted all of like eight episodes that no one remembers. Well, it's also, they're just both generic titles, The Nice Guys, The Good yeah. Guys. Like, even if it's just, I don't know, it's... Even a title like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a fun title, and I, I don't know. I don't just, know. I, it's, when that poster I, I think I think that title is a little embarrassing to say. I don't Why? like saying it out loud. Have you seen uh, I really love the movie Kiss Kiss Bang? 
Yeah, it's called Christmas movie. Yeah, I wonder if guys, I'm happy to say. I don't know. I feel like I'm. Um, this will be uh, as this episode, some movie preview goes on. I will get more and more dismissive and pessimistic. So let me start out early saying I am cautiously optimistic about the nice guys. I'm, genuine, I like, I'm genuinely optimistic. I, I, yeah, I, di- I didn't see the last Shane Black movie because it was a Marvel movie that I didn't care to see, but. This looks like it's the Shane Black that I like of the long kiss goodnight and kiss kiss bang bang. He had to make a Marvel movie <laughs> to get his nice guys. But yeah, you know what it is about the title? That's apparently the that's, title, that's true. The title mm. seems like a movie that it seems like it's on the scale of kiss kiss bang bang. Like no one, they just kind of tucked it. Like Val Kilmer was on the way out. Robert Downey Jr. wasn't back. And they're like, oh, we got this movie and like it, it got released to theaters. It's like 2006, right? Came out uh, five, or six. five, I believe. So... The Nice Guys, it just seems like a movie that, like, I don't know, that kind of almost semi gets released, even though it seems to have a big spread in, in the Entertainment Weekly. Like, it just sounds like a background movie or like a X versus Sever or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that was like... I don't know. I disagree. I think this is the kind, this is the kind of uh, movie that I wish we saw more of uh, get big release yes, in the summer. That it's I not, wish it, like, too. It's a, I'm just saying I wish that... The, that, that there, it doesn't seem like it's got the support. It seems like there's a, a watering down there somewhere. Just off my instinct, right, well, there's a watering down. I guess we'll see. Let's Maybe move it on. could be a, mo- a watering down in the marketing. I think yes, that could the, be the issue. Bad title, bad poster. Could Let's be move bad. on to a movie I know Josh is looking forward before, to. Before you say it real quick, I want to give the recommendation for what's playing now. Do you oh, guys okay. see Green Room? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do yes. you think? Did so you guys talk about it yet? I, uh, yeah, we talked about it. I thought uh, it was fine. I, you thought it was fine? I thought yeah. it was really good. Oh, man. I was um, I was tense. I was so gripping. I was, it was yeah. gripping. I was gripping my hands. I would be more tense if I cared about those characters at all. Oh, I, I cared. I don't, I, 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 you know what? Maybe the reason I thought I was so scared is that, like, for me, I feel like they got the band right. They got what That's that true. band looks like right. Uh, that I'll give you. And, I mentioned that specifically in and my And that made interview. them feel like real people. And the level of quality of their music, I think, <laughs> is about right. Yes, they got yeah. it right. Like in, in, in most movies, like when like a punk band or any kind of rock band is portrayed, it's always portrayed like the most pandering, intelligence insulting version of like, like <laughs> screw you, buddy. Like hot topic punks. Yeah, or like are. did yeah. you see Mama with Jessica Chastain? Oh yeah. She I like did. is got a punk band or oh. something and she's got a dumb haircut. She's a hot topic gadzook. She's got like a Ramones t shirt. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. And, oh, and man. that movie I forgot about yeah. that movie. It was bad. And also the thing I'll say real quick just about Green Room is I also like thought all the acting was really good. And the thing about um uh, the skinheads that was scariest to me is is how much it seemed like their life was established and existing in it. And they were like, they had their routine and their bureaucracy right. down in a way that made them seem like human beings. And, and then, but you know, when you see them, what they are, that made it more scary because they have their bureaucracy down. Yeah. Macon, anyway, Macon Blair and Eric Edelstein specifically yeah. uh, stuck out did, to me. Yeah. Josh, did you see Blue Ruin, that guy's last? I movie? didn't see it. I think that's, I, I oh, wrote it, it off as like hipster shit. And no. I was like, oh, I better see it. You that's the, I think the only reason that I say Green Room is really good and not great is because Blue Ruin is so great that oh, I can't I heard the like reverse that the Green Room is better. I, I've, I've, I, feel, I feel like it falls into two camps because I have yeah. definitely heard people say they like Green Room better. I am definitely team Blue Ruin if I have yes. to pick, but I think they're right. both really good. Well, you think his next room will be called like uh, Yellow Rain? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yellow, yellow snow. Um, let's move on to a movie I know you're looking forward to: Alice Through the Looking Glass. 
Okay, let's move on. <laughs> um, you should have given us more of a beat of silence with that one. That would have been good. We'll do it one more time. We'll do it. We'll just let it sit let's, there. I know you guys are looking forward to this one. Let's move on to Alice Through, Alice the, through the Looking Glass. Oh, I thought you were moving on for real. Good. You were so good and convincing. Yeah. I thought that you were moving Okay, we're going to and Let's do one more. And uh, action. Let's move on to one I know you guys are both looking forward to. It's... Alice I'm so excited for it, David. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy, oh, boy. All right. I can't cut, wait. Cut. I can't wait. Cut. Going back. Going back. Yeah, rule of three. We're done. Yeah. Um, but we did each time thwart the audience listeners' expectations. They uh, thought we were gonna really going to do it right, going to do it. Yeah. And then we going to didn't. Um, you know? Couldn't onto some, onto some uh, smaller I thought, stuff. You couldn't, I bet you Jerry at home followed. Just perfect. Some, and Jerry's who? an idiot. Jerry, uh, you hear that? Your host just insulted you. Right, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry knows who he is. Jerry. Okay. Jerry, it'll uh, work for you, Jerry. Being Charlie is already Pride out. Joy. It's not that good. Um, being who? Being Charlie. It's a new Rob Reiner movie. Um, oh. Inspired by, it's, oh. a, it's about a, it's about a young man with. Uh, Autism. No. Uh, dr- drug addiction. Oh, problem snot. Based on apparently Rob Reiner's experiences with his own son. Um, oh, is it person personal film? Well, that's the thing. Here's the here's the thing. I because it's already out and I reviewed it. Talked about it, talked about the movie, talked about the movie journal. That shows it, the problem is that it's Rob Reiner's movie about his son, but the son is the main character, whereas the parents are the more interesting characters because that's Rob Reiner's point of view. Mm. If it had been a movie about Carrie Ellis and Susan Meisner's characters, the parents dealing with the son. That actually who's might have been a more son, interesting Who's the actor in this? this um, Nick Robinson from The Kings of Summer. Oh, I don't know. Okay. And so, also, I think so it's Jurassic just okay. World. He's just oh, okay. I didn't see that one. It's just okay, huh? Uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, based, uh, compared to Rob Reiner's recent work, it's an improvement. So he's, a, he's pushing it. He's trying to get yeah, better. He's but that's like, not saying that much. He's kind right. of, I feel like he's been on autopilot for a while. Oh, he's been, yeah, he's been slumming it since Alex and Emma. Alex and Emma, yeah, rumor has it, uh, The Magic of Belle Isle. Uh, flipped. Uh, yeah, that you even know. Flipped. Did he make right. Flipped? Yeah, I think Is that it, was. I didn't know that he even made this many movies. The Bucket List. The Bucket Stick. List, right. That's him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There was one after Magic of Belle Isle just like a year or two ago. I can't remember. Uh, anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, think of what we just did. We just went through, be like, okay, so I think it was that one. Is that, like, this is a guy that made Misery and A Few Good Men and Stand By Me. Like, this is a guy who like, movies as were A-list, a big deal. As A-list as you could get as a yeah. director. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's also a, di- a movie, not a documentary, a, bi- a biopic about Pele that seemed to come and go. Oh, yeah. My friend uh, was the assistant editor on that. He was, said it was okay. It's good? Okay. Who made it? Who directed I don't know. There doesn't have the information here. Um, coming out this weekend, already out by the time you're hearing this, Last Days in the Desert. I'm really excited. I really want to see that. I want to see What is it? Who is it? Uh, Why? Ewan you, you McGregor as Jesus, although apparently not called Jesus in the movie. Um, What's it called? He, they he's, call him Yeshua? They, he's referred to Yeshua or Rabbi okay. in the movie, from what I understand. Mm, mm. Um, from what I read Who directed? Today. Who directed? Uh, it's someone, right? Who directed? Some guy? Last Days Rodrigo, in the Desert? Rodrigo. Uh, Rodrigo Garcia? Garcia? Oh, so sad. I don't know why my dog Jack is, is crying because uh, Jesus was cast as a white man again. Yeah, that's true. That's, <laughs> that's true. Um, also, uh, Love and Friendship is out this weekend. Who's which that? You can uh, check out a review of that on our website. It's directed by Whit Stillman. Oh, it's where you said last days in the desert, and I thought last days of disco. Isn't it funny that Whit Stillman just came up? I must have willed Whit Stillman to be the next name that was going to... He can stay. He wants to. He's taking Jack the dog, the the moany, the moany groany dog. He's just patting him to, to call him Jack the poor, well, sad dog. He's trying to calm him down. Yeah. Do you think it's the it's, oh. the it's the volume of the room? 
that is throwing it might be something specifically in the timber of josh's voice i don't know dogs <laughs> love me dogs love me i got a good dog my dog's name is bobby i should have brought bobby jack and bobby I remember, could I have tell, been a kennedy reunion oh yeah can i tell a story about yeah. you and a dog yes this was at my old place with my old girlfriend mm-hmm. you came over um, and we were doing something. We were you were at our house. Uh, it wasn't for a battleship retention thing. You were over for a while, uh-huh. and then you were going to a midnight screening of The Dark Knight. So it was two thousand eight. Yes, you were going to see Midnight. I remember. And our I remember. neighbors. She, she was doing some art project. Or yeah, something. yeah, like yeah, a yeah. photo project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the, our neighbor had the dog tied up outside and so you were leaving and you were like oh a dog and you like played with this dog for like 30 seconds and oh, yeah. got it so riled up and then you were like okay guys gotta go to my movie <laughs> and the, the, the neighbor's dog was just like running in circles on his leash for like 10 minutes for the rest you of left. the night yeah I so pro- maybe you maybe dogs love you insofar as you just project energy onto them and they're like they get so excited and then it's like okay that 30 second snapshot was a lot of fun I would have stayed longer and hang out with the dog but I had to catch you had the to go movie. catch that movie and you, if you had a problem with it you, I, I probably was like no, you sure you don't want to you sure I, you don't want to come to the movie and you were probably like oh you're too tired yeah I'm, you could have missed that barking i'm pretty sure that uh, as i recall and, and seen that darking uh, yeah um okay uh, a bigger splash that already came and went is that right. sequel to tom hanks movie uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, what, that's, that's what they're doing nowadays just yeah. making everything bigger yeah remake just, it make it a bigger. Uh, bigger splash a uh, bigger bachelor party it's um <laughs> forest more, more forest gum <laughs> Splashes is yeah. the sequel yeah. to Splash, a, obviously. Uh, a deeper money pit. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the money sinkhole. Um, <laughs> there's uh, there's a, a movie that just came out on DVD this week um, called uh, Kindergarten Cop 2 starring Bill Bellamy and Dolph Lundgren. Uh-huh. Yes, I knew about that. Uh, I didn't know that it was... I remember rolling my eyes when I heard about it, obviously, but then I didn't know if it was going to be like a real movie or a straight-to-video movie. Like, I knew nothing about it. And then you like, wouldn't, you wouldn't hear that cast and guess that it wasn't going to be a real movie? In the well, theater. it seemed like some kind of weird stunt thing, and I also have no idea uh, Dolph, about Dolph Lundgren's uh, popularity with these uh, damn Expendable movies, because I haven't seen any of them. I don't know how big of a role he plays, and I don't know if it was viewed as kind of this goofy type of thing that would get a limited release and hipsters would go see it my, my guess is like Dolph is huge in like you know somewhere on the, in the other part of the world like he's probably huge. Ecuador yeah Ecuador or Brussels or something yeah. like that you know what I mean well Brussels obviously muscles, the muscles from Brussels they've got one guy and that yeah. is yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But, the, but Universal Soldier they're like we will see Dolph <laughs> okay we see Dolph man uh, Dolph so now, is cool. Now let's get into stuff that isn't out yet. Okay. Uh, are oh we God. looking forward to Money Monster? No. Why not? Uh, I'm intrigued by it, but it also... It looks it, bad? It's also not helpful that, like, uh, I looked at the AV Club review today, and it got, like, a D plus. That's not good. Just That's saying good. that it just... It feels... Bag. Like, looks like bad. it's at least 15 bad. years too late. Exhausting. Okay. Not but don't funny, we, we not like good. Jordy Foster as a director, right? Do we? I, I think I do. Do we? Home for the Holidays. Do That's we? That's a Battleship Retention favorite, actually. Yeah. Do we? What else? The Beaver? I saw The Beaver. It's I not terrible. What about A Little Man Tate? Did she direct that? Uh, she did, didn't she? That was her first, no, I okay. think. I never saw that one. I didn't see it. Uh, did so you I watch her TV? I thing is I'm a fan of Home for the Holidays. She directs like Orange is the New Black, too, I think. Stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. It's, it also just, it seems like the kind of thing. It reminds so me dismissive. of... Uh, oh, that's neat. Yeah, that's fun. Reminds you of what? <laughs> it reminds me, you remember that movie, I think it's called Mad City? Uh-huh. With, uh, with John Travolta, Travolta and Dustin Hoffman? Uh-huh. It reminds me of that. Okay. It, it looks you know, like see that, there's, no. a, there's a movie, like, I think there's some movie where, like, a TV movie where, like, 
directed by Peter Horton or something. Murder like Live with David Morris. I just yes. looked it up the other day because I recorded it at the time. I was very young. Yes. And I remember thinking, like, this is the height of uh, quality. And it's probably still pretty good. Oh, yeah? Huh. Okay. So, like, it's probably, like, Murder Live is probably better, you know, than Money Stands Monster. Stands to reason. Like, uh, Money right. Monster to me yeah. just looks like exhausting political message movie that, like, I don't think anyone wants to see these movies anymore and like I think people are sick of Clooney making his damn message movies like they're not good movies they don't look good they look boring you know and uh like okay so there's Ides of March did right? anyone see that movie didn't see it I did what'd you think it's fine The Monuments Men not no good. one not, saw not that not very movie. good I saw not it not good, good. Not Leatherheads good. isn't a message movie not but a message not movie. good movie what other message movies has he made? Well, he did you know, Good Night and Good like, Luck, which is actually very that's, that good. That is a good one. one. Yeah. But, but that's like we're coming up on like 10 years old now or something. Like yeah, it's that. Like How old is more than 10 years yeah. old. Yeah. 2000. Okay, so that's like you should, you should have taken a, you should have taken a seat after that one. Well, aren't they all like political? Like, a, isn't like, you know, Syriana and, and sure, yeah, sure. Michael Clayton and all these movies like political thrillers? Yeah, and stuff the, like an that. argument could be made for, for that. Well, Michael I'm, Clayton's good. Yes. I'm going to keep my hopes up. I like Jodie Foster. I like George Clooney. I like Julia Robertson. I really like this Jack O'Connell guy. Um, that kid? Yeah. He looks bad. In the trailer? I don't, hey, I do, I don't want, I'm sick and tired of the no money. I don't watch trailers. I'm trailer sick and looks tired like, of the no money. That's what Have it looks you, like to me. Like he looks like a generic, like broody performance. Like, hey, nobody move. My family's starving. Josh, Joshua, did you see uh, Start Up? Mm-mm. Not Start Up, but Start S T A R R E D Up. Start also up. not a very good title because you uh, think it's Start Up. Exactly. I do have that problem. It's a great movie. You will like Jack it. O'Connell. What's about? Tell me the details. Uh, Jack O'Connell plays a. Uh, Juvenile in uh, English prison. Okay. Who? So it's is, like scum. Alan Clark scum. But he's so um, he's like bad boys. Rick Rosenthal's bad boys. He's so much trouble and keeps getting in so much trouble that he gets starred up and he goes into the adult population oh. where um, uh, what's his name? Ben, ben Mendelsohn plays his father, okay. who's already in prison, right. and so he's uh, there with his father. And then mm. the uh, hitman agent forty seven plays a counsel, a social worker, counselor guy. <laughs> Uh, Rupert Quinn. <laughs> so this Jack O'Connell's a Brit boy. Yes, yes. Yeah, and you look at the trailer. I, I think he's doing like a New York guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, thank he you. wants everyone to know that he's a great actor. The one thing that might excite me about Money Monster is seeing George Clooney in that type of performance. That's why it looks he, bad. He's like, he's like a Jim Cramer type. And yeah, he looks I'm, bad. He looks miscast. I think he could probably pull it off. I bet he. I bet he doesn't do it well. He might not. They, they should do. What's they should supposed have to like. Oh, I haven't seen the trailer. So he's supposed to be like a like Jim Cramer from uh, so a blowhard, Mad Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a blowhard, like, like a really energetic blowhard. But he looks like lazy. When the, when the chips like, are down, he's uh, he's a weakling. Is sure, that what's going to happen? Not? I don't know. Probably. He looks like George Clooney. You know. But Jim that's Cramer. what I'm. What I want. Here's what I'm saying: is I want George Clooney to not be the hero. I want him to. When this guy comes in with a gun, I want George Clooney to just be scared like a normal person. Like, well, I, I think he's. I think he's definitely not a hero. I okay, think his, that's what I want. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so so far this is the movie I wanted it to be. If it's like, going to be great. If you like non-heroic George Clooney, uh, I'd say March. Not that he's promise. a good actor. Not that he's a good actor and should be in any kind of any more drama type stuff. But Louis C.K. kind of looks like Jim Cramer, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. He would be well, uh, visually would, well cast. I would say like a Paul Giamatti could. What, yeah, I was going to say Paul Giamatti, but I real I think Paul um, Giamatti lately just overacts and he's just always too big. What mm. don't you like Louis C.K. in as an actor? 
Because uh, I feel like he's I haven't good. seen his show, but he's like not a good actor. But I'm saying when he's cast and stuff, I feel like maybe it's just him being cast I, I well. Didn't, I didn't see Trumbo. Like, I only saw clips. Everything oh, I, I didn't see, see it, and I'm like but pissed like, on this. Uh, but American like, Hustle. Trumbo, it looks like. Blue Jasmine. I'm Trumbo doing Trumbo. Uh, Trumbo, you're uh, crazy? Hey, you're really going to talk like that, Trumbo? I mean, that's your daughter. I'm in the tub. You know? Right. It's a surprisingly good Louis C.K. Everything he does is Which like, one of those uh, don't, uh, <laughs> intelligence. Yeah. Um, how's my Brian Cranston acting big? I didn't see Trumbo, so. Right. I didn't see it either. I just saw clips. Okay. You know what I did see? What's that? Neighbors. I didn't like it. Snoozy, Which boring. Could be in the minority, apparently. I'm pissing up, boy. You're it. getting me on the, you're, I was coming in here all calm and now you're getting me on the war path. Like, what did fuck, you think uh, this episode fuck. was going to be? Yeah, I don't know. I think I just got baited in. I was like, yeah, we'll have a little pleasant chat about what's coming up. And then I remembered, oh yeah, I hate everything. So I take like, why does Zach Efron got to be, how, let's, let's pause for a second. Zach oh, Efron, oh, Zach, <laughs> let's pause, let's pause this. Zach Efron Stop the recording. is the lead, go, listeners, go IMDB Zach Efron right now and see his last, like, eight movies are comedies that he's the lead of broad comedies where what about where, we are your friends well that apparently had a lot of laughs well i'm sure it, it had a lot of yeah. laughs in it i'm sure if anyone saw it it's like a historical bomb at this point yeah i we actually would like to watch that but it, uh he's in uh he's in neighbors he's in neighbors 2 he's in the upcoming zach and bro f date rape wedding he's okay. in dirty uh, grandpa dirty grandpa and that awkward moment. I saw that one. That awkward moment. Uh-oh. Um, and uh, Then we get into some older stuff. Parkland, Liberal Arts, The Lucky One, The Paperboy, yeah, Eddie are all Price. These, yeah, but, well, he was... At, Charlie Sinclair. What's coming up, though? What's he got coming up? What's he got, well, he's got the <laughs> date rape movie, yeah. as he mentioned. Yeah. Um, he's got something called The Associate. Uh-huh. Uh, based on a John Grisham novel. Oh, okay. I was say, finally, I, I was about to finally. say, I bet he's a, lo- a young lawyer, and oh. I didn't even know the John Grisham thing. That's he's fun. in James, he's in James Franco's the rules or uh, the Room movie, the yeah. masterpiece. Looks like oh, crap. Okay. And it's he's in the uh, Baywatch movie, apparently. Baywatch is going to be a big stupid comedy too. The associate like, no our, director attached. Our newest comedy star, Zac Efron. Trying to think if I what I've seen of him. I don't know if I've seen none of it because they all look bad, and most and a lot of them. But like half those movies, Neighbors was a hit, but Dirty Grandpa wasn't that kind of a stink dud. I I don't know, but I I I don't care. I didn't think Neighbors was funny, but I didn't think that was his fault. I thought he was fine. Um, I, it's bad because also by the way, look at the neighbors trailer and the what's the the boss trailer that that new Michelle Darnell like was called for. Too. I didn't see it, but like, why does every comedy got to have CGI physical comedy in it? Oh, oh, you what's are, that about? You're reading my reviews because I specifically not, single that stuff out because I yeah. hate it. Yeah, yeah, why? Well, what happened to an actor like actually doing something? You know, yeah, like a, that's it, a much more interesting it's special not effect. Funny than, when you can tell that it's a cartoon body flying yeah. against the wall or whatever. It, that, I will say I'll give a pass to. Stephen Chow, but that's exactly what was exactly Tyler's uh, oh, example. What you said? Yeah, yeah. He's well. He's got a better sense of like what's or like I don't know the right amount of how much to do it. And know? also, everything that surrounds the CGI comedy in his movies is at the same pitch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like a normal comedy where people are improvising, right? And then suddenly there's a big CGI uh, gag. Yes. Yeah, that's what doesn't work. And so I'm hoping there's none of that in Neighbors too. I'll see it. Um, you are. You're hoping there's. You, think you, you, you really I think do. there's going to be none of that in Neighbors too? Did you get the screening for it? Yes, I'm, or I am. <laughs> so you're doing. You're doing this to yourself again. I take these for the team. Okay. I see so much stuff. I, I get it. Yeah. For yeah. this site. Um, also coming out uh, this weekend, 
Actually, we oh yeah, I, I, I forgot this one. The lobster we've already talked about. You've already seen it. Yes, I thought it was really great, Josh. Uh, I think you'd like it. I What's it the lobster? Is that the sequel to the Beaver? Uh, yeah, that's the one. No, it's um, was oh, that Colin Farrell? It, yes. Yeah, it's Yorgos Lanthimos' uh, English language debut. And he made Dogtooth and Alps, mm. and uh, Colin Farrell plays a guy who has to fall in love in 45 days or he gets turned into a lobster. Yeah. Also has John C. Riley, Ben Whishaw, yeah. right? Rachel Weiss, yep. Leah That actress Sidhu. shouldn't have that name. That's hard to say name. Which one? Whishaw. Ben Whishaw. Yeah. Um, I always think Whishaw, of him. Is it Whishaw? Is it Whishaw? I always think of him as his character from Cloud Atlas. I've made this joke before that I always expect him to address other characters as Sixsmith because uh, because of Cloud Atlas. Which maybe that's just because I've watched Cloud Atlas too many times. That's uh, but I don't know if there's any such thing as too many times to watch Cloud Atlas because it is a work of uh, genius. Uh, but if, uh, if how was Hologram <laughs> for the King? I didn't see it. Uh, no, someone I. saw it for our site. Uh, I like the sequel, a bigger hologram for the king. <laughs> <laughs> a hologram for the emperor. Yeah. Oh, there we That's go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if emperor it, bigger than king. Uh, check out <laughs> the lobster. If, right it, if it comes to your city, check it out, and I think you guys would both like it a lot. How come you didn't see Tom? That's the Tom Tickwer, right? Tick- yeah, Tick-Wer? I, I wasn't I able to make the screening. We Tom Tickwer. Tom Tickwer. Tom Tickwer. Tom Tickwer. The screening, but we did have a writer review it for us. He's my favorite to director. You can check out the review um, on the on Battleship Retention. Sorry, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Not only he's a he's the director, he's also the tromposer. Oh, he tromposes his own tour. He tromposes the music. Yeah. All right, uh, Maggie's Plan is the new Rebecca Miller uh, movie that um, I'm... Is that a remake of that um, John Landis movie with Nastasha Kinski? Susan's... Oh, Susan's Susan's Plan. Oh, okay. You see how the deep cuts I'm going with the John Landis movie? You, anyone here know Susan's Plan? No, of course not. You don't know Susan's Plan? No, I haven't looked it up. It was the John Landis slumming it movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It was, but it had a big cast. I did see The Stupids. How so, was it? I wish I'd seen The Stupids. It's kind of funny. I bet that it is. Him? It's John Landis, yeah. He was get he was able to get huh. Tom Arnold, but he wasn't able to get uh, anyone. He else. got Christopher Lee. Now, uh, who are the who are the director's cameos in the Stupids? Uh, I don't recall. I oh. saw it when I was too young to know who directors were. Right. Oh, I bet you were knew who they. I were. still don't know what most directors look like because oh. I watch a lot of interviews and stuff. Right. I could pick, but Paul you know Thomas how Anderson could be walking down the street. I wouldn't pick him out. But you know, I, that's you, true. I, that's I said that as a joke, and I realized that was you true. don't put I names no to the faces or whatever. No, I don't know what most directors. You don't like, like nerd out on like uh, the director, the cult of the director. You know, I, I, I did as a younger cinephile, and I've gotten more and more as I get older. Maybe is it just doing this podcast? I've gotten more sort of purist about it, where it's like. I like movies and like all the ancillary shit. I don't really get into. I no longer watch special features mm. on. Uh, sometimes if I'm reviewing a Blu-ray, yeah. I'll check out the stuff to the so I can write you don't about do it. Commentaries or anything? I don't listen to commentaries anymore. I don't do any of that stuff that I used to do. Right. Except for read Entertainment Weekly every week because that's in no uh, danger of going too deep. No, but do, do, don't you don't don't it's you not gonna like color to, your opinion of yeah. anything? Don't you like to look at like a director's full work on the scale of their of you know uh, everything that yeah, but do, I can do that by, comp- by comparing the movies to one another. I don't need to know right. about his home life or. No, I'm not interested. I'm actually well. I'm sometimes curious about that, but I actually feel that way about comedians now. Yeah, like I don't. I'm over. I, I don't know if I would have said this a few years ago, but for now, I feel like I don't want to hear about what happened to you as a 
kid or yeah. what that your dad drank or that you drank or that right. or, or I don't need a mission sta- or a uh, artist statement for a stand up comedian and really an artist for an art gallery you really that idea of an artist statement hanging on an art gallery like why do you got to say here's what I was trying that. to do I'm yeah. not going to read that I don't like, read that yeah. but also like I know people in the art world who like that's something they require they have to when they try to pitch hmm. a show or an idea to an art gallery they is, have to is say the here's comedian what I'm trying thing to do. like is it just the fact that with podcasts we're so saturated with comedians telling everything their is how right and why and why you know like there's uh and and like like i most of the time when i listen to like a, an interview with louis ck i'm like i agree with what he says but also it's like why are there so many goddamn shop talk interviews you know with louis ck like i think i saw on facebook something where he's talking about you know, it's Charlie Rose interviewing him. Like, is um, is uh, what's off limits as a as a comedian or whatever? And he goes on this thing where he talks about, mm, you should be able to make jokes about anything. And the way he phrased it, I'm like, he's right. I agree. That's good. That's true. It's good for someone to hear this who maybe might disagree. And then, but then I thought about like, you know what? Like, fuck this whole on a macro level. Fuck this clip. Fuck this interview. Like. It's annoying. I shouldn't even be talking about this myself right now, to be honest. <laughs> Behind the Why curtain. am I ranting on it's, about it, this? It's actually something that has given me a love for comedians and cars getting coffee because it's just Jerry Seinfeld and his friends being just being funny, just right. laughing about like certain topics and that kind of thing. Every once in a while, I'll dip into certain things. Like he had Michael Richards on, so they do briefly touch on certain you know certain mm-hmm. cultural it elements little, to him. It gets a little uh, um, sincere to. Serious or whatever, mm, just a little bit, but yeah. not very much. And then, like, there's there's a moment, you know, he had uh, Gary Shandling on, and right. and they've been old friends, so they kind of talk about some of their some of their past, but they talk about like stories that they have about each other that are more about that. Like they're right. they're perpetually looking for the funny, and I think that's one of the things that has kept me loving Jerry Seinfeld over the years. He's just like, I'm not. I'm not, I don't want to talk about process. I don't want to talk about anything mm. behind it. Right. Even with comedian, oh. you have him talking about like, oh, this one joke where it, he's like, I don't know where it came from. It just <laughs> popped in there, and then I had to develop it, and that's it. And it's just like I kind of respect that. Uh, yeah, everyone's got to like shop talk. You should not listen, Josh, to Todd Berry's podcast, which I love listening to. Right, but he have comedians on and talk at length about specific rooms and the people who book them, like oh, wow. really, really inside stuff. Yeah, uh, that I find fascinating. But uh, yeah, it's just like all this, like all the comedy behind the scenes stuff. Also, every TV show coming out with a comedian is another one of which I, ooh, I could burn some bridges saying this, but who cares? I'd say it to everyone's face. The the there's so many shows coming out about like the life of a comedian, you know, right. the drama of a comedian. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess everyone wants. I mean, Louis was a hit, and, and everything wants I, to make I mean, their own Louis. Oh, I guess Curb before that, but that was still uh, well, and that's farcical. so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Curb, yeah. Curb yeah, is is a. I don't know. I, I don't but know why it, that's different. Maybe it was earlier, and it's just a different like a different thing about a more of a persona, and it's not always yeah. about like I, I trying to make it like or whatever. My problem isn't with Curb, which I love, but that every shitty, lazy semi-autobiographical sitcom that's happened since then like the Paul Reiser show or like the two Corys thing like everyone cites Kirby Enthusiasm as an influence now where the two mm-hmm. Corys was like a reality show but it was like they were more mm-hmm. upfront about the fact that it was scripted yeah. but apparently it was just terrible like every bad show that's like that cites Kirby Enthusiasm 
Uh, I guess it's sort of like that we've talked about, like well, Jaws being it, a great movie, but some, so many bad bo- blockbusters yeah. happen because Jaws was. Yeah, it's really just like if something is really good, then they say, "Okay, we need to make like a bunch. We'll just keep trying to like try to replicate that." And yeah, and then it, it just you know you maybe have a few like interesting things, and then after a while, it just becomes more and more of that. It's a, uh, uh, yeah, I so, forgot what got us on this. I don't know we were talking about Maggie's plan, but I don't even say about it. Susan's plan? Um, I don't know something like that. Who is Maggie's plan? Who directed that movie? Uh, Rebecca Miller. Um, that's a Daniel Day-Lewis wife or something and she did uh, Personal Velocity back uh, like oh. 15 years ago yeah that was a long time ago yeah. she, she wrote, like did she write like The Boxer or something like that did she uh, that could, be, that could be could be true um, are you guys looking forward to the new X-Men movie I'm looking forward to those tits on that poster I keep seeing around town. Oh, That's brother. what they're marketing like crazy. How about, hey, I dry, you drive by that poster of Olivia Munn, they got those tits out to get you into the theater. That's what that movie's all well, about. Well, that is very much the nature of the character. I believe she's playing a character named Psylocke, and everything about that character in the comics. Like, you know, I was a young boy reading comic uh-huh. books. I'm like, hey, Psylocke's in this one. All right, now we're talking. All right, now we're talking. Um, so and some and, of them uh, illustrated curves. <laughs> yes, that's how I spoke at age nine. <laughs> oh, well. Hmm. What's going on here? Anatomy of a woman. Anatomy <laughs> but, of a mutant. But yeah. I. I mean. I'm. I'm actually not. Uh, so I'm going to the screening of it, and Fox completely screwed something up with their publicity because I was. I remember looking and thinking like, "Huh, this is odd." There are two screenings. There's one. May 3rd and May 24th. I couldn't make the May 3rd. It's a shame I didn't because they lifted the embargo on like the 8th. Uh-huh. Or the ninth, so you've got all these reviews of X Men coming out three weeks before it's going to be released. I don't get it at all. It makes no I, sense. Maybe they're confident me. in it. Does that mean they're confident in it? Maybe I don't know. But now it's just or maybe like, they wanted. Maybe they're worried about getting swallowed up by Civil War, and so they wanted word of mouth out while Civil War. But was it's out. Marvel too, right? No, this is Mar- not Marvel Studio, Studios. No. But no. so they don't. But but doesn't Deadpool isn't Deadpool now? Which I didn't see. Isn't Deadpool now allowed to interact with X Men or something? Um, that's Deadpool Fox. and X Men. X Men are allowed to interact because they're all Fox. The mm-hmm. the one that's bridging is Spider Man, which is at Sony. Okay. Yeah. is now allowed to interact with Marvel Studios at Disney. Okay, okay, wow, a lot of myself for knowing all that. Lot of, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, but so now. Now Deadpool, but that was a hit. It was Marvel yes. Marvel Studios. Yeah, and now every other superhero movie that's coming out is going to be rated R. Have you heard of, like they're doing James Mangold's doing another Wolverine, a final Wolverine movie. It's going to be rated R uh, for bad words, so they can say like oh, wisecracking bad words. Probably, I, I'm guessing dick jokes is what made uh, Wolverine just Deadpool. throws out the c word constantly. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the same but he just keeps putting yeah I keep thinking like maybe I ought to see all those other X-Men movies before I go see a new X-Men movie I haven't seen I really have only seen X-Men 1 and 2 and two is one the of the Wolverine one. movies like the first Wolverine like the Wolverine that one's apparently terrible like there are a couple of good X-Men movies and this is Brian Singer like I think he's responsible for the best X-Men movies um, and I'm intrigued by it you know the, the comic book fan of me, I wish I could turn it off, but I can't. And the idea of seeing, like, all right, let's see what they do with Apocalypse. Like, he's a really big, important character, and I'm intrigued to see what they do with him, especially that Oscar Isaac is playing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'm, you know, I'm going to the screening of it. Uh, if it's bad, I'll say it's bad. But I'm, I'm not even going to say I'm optimistic. I'm curious. Okay. So. Uh, kind of looks bad. Yeah, it's not really my thing. The not, trailer not for the last was. one looked good, and I didn't see it. The last one was good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it had a sequence in there that was really amazing. Oh, I should see it. Josh, uh, go see it. 
Don't you want to see a good movie? What about uh, Finding I do. Dory? You gonna go see Finding Dory? Probably not. I haven't seen a Pixar movie since. I've seen. I think I haven't seen a Pixar movie in the theater since Finding Nemo. And then a friend sat me down. So let's watch Wall-E. Sounds like you're primed. Then yeah, because Finding Dory is a fresh in your brain. brain, or it's not fresh. I don't. I haven't seen. It. Would it come out two thousand three or something? Three. Like that? Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Finding been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, I knew that was coming. I wish I had done it. Uh, we could have harmonized. Mm. Let's do take two. Set. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I should. I, uh, sorry, I messed up back one. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. It's been a while. It's been, it's been a while. while. Looking forward to uh, Finding Dory. <laughs> This is the part that I'm playing, and I'm yeah, very I happy like to play it. Uh, I don't. I, I'm 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 frustrated with these Pixar sequels. Like, don't get me wrong; they've done well with Toy Story. Um, they did okay with the Monsters University thing because mm-hmm. they found new ways to sketch out those, flesh out those characters. The Cars thing, I don't understand. I don't understand why they're making another Finding Nemo. It, it's already perfect. <laughs> I think Finding Nemo is one of their best, maybe the best, their best movie. Um, and I just. And maybe and like and maybe they'll prove me wrong, but I somehow I feel like they won't. Because by focusing on Dory, I feel like they're going to play up all the all the jokes that Dory had, and they're not going to fi- mine any new material. It's just a just a hunch. All right, we'll see. Uh, I'm going to keep my hopes uh, uh, cautiously up. Sure, because I I do like Pixar more often than not. Yeah, Pixar hits way well, more than it misses. Is I'd that say. true? Because I was the Pixar naysayer for a while because I didn't like Wally. I didn't like Up. There was another one I didn't like in there. Ratatouille, I didn't like. Bugs Life? Um, well, you like, lo- you love Toy Bugs Story Life. 3. But I think that's the one that brought me back. I love yeah. Toy Story 3. I loved Inside Out. Well, and I, I love Wally. I like Up and I love Ratatouille. Uh, so I didn't like Brave. Did you like Brave? I did like Brave. Yeah, see, and I didn't care for it. So Yeah, I so I, you and I are on different tracks. So I am... We're both on board with The Incredibles, though. But, uh, but with, more like recent, Shrek. with more recent uh, Pixar stuff, I'm... I like Shrek too. Shrek I'm is more, not more up, I'm more up on that. I like Shrek the Giant Part Three. Yeah. What like, about um, Quest for Camelot? That's them, right? Yeah, that's them. <laughs> Pete's Dragon. I like Madagascar. Um, <laughs> I like Madagascar Part Three. If you could do a whole episode within this character, <laughs> that's I'd what be my movie podcast would be. <laughs> Did I like Shrek. Pixar do the. I like Madagascar. That's Pixar. That's yeah. Pixar. Yeah. Um, I like Madagascar's. That's Pixar. Madagascar. Yeah, I didn't like Madagascar's too, though. Um, <laughs> all right. I like Happy Feet Much at a Penguin. Yeah, what about Home on the Range? Did you like Home, Home on, on the on Open the range. range? Home on the Open Range. Is that an actual movie? Home That's an range. actual Disney movie, actually. Yeah. It was uh, their it was their last uh, 2D animated for a long time. Then they brought it back with uh, The Princess and the Frog. I love Milo and Otis. Oof. Why? <laughs> Do you um, enjoy animal cruelty? Know, yeah, that's another one's not even animated. It's a sad one. That is a sad one. Let's move on to that. the Lonely Island movie, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. That looks pretty funny to me, actually. I, I never saw um, Hot Rod. Is that what it was called? That, that's I saw Hot Rod. I like Hot Rod. Yeah, I hear it's good. So My memory is good. I haven't seen it. I mean, I'm going to say hopes up for Pop Star. Yeah, for me, definitely. We all like Lonely Island. I like Lonely Island, but it doesn't really look like... I'm not really interested in that kind of... Like, I have no interest in that pop star culture... Personally, at age 35, so I don't really have much interest in, like, seeing it being lampooned. Like, I just... I if just they actually out. lampoon it, I'm more interested in that. If they just have it be, like, a straightforward thing. Uh-huh. Even though... Even if it'd be funny, yeah. it's just, like, there's so much there that can, like, 
point his finger at the audience, put it, point his finger at the industry and the artists. I feel like there's a lot of opportunities there. I, I hope they take advantage of them. I feel like with pop star stuff, I'm actually more ready for that stuff now than I would have been in my teens and 20s. Like mm. I, I knew about pop music when I was like a preteen, and then I discovered punk rock, and then I kind of like stayed away from that stuff for a long time. And now I feel like I've become comfortable enough with myself that I actually listen to uh, some mainstream music in addition to all the uh, cool stuff I listen to. Um, and I'm, I'm, so I feel like I'm more receptive to this now than I, than I would have been. I, I really like MacGruber. That, uh, to me, is very funny. And it's that just nice, dumb tone that is straight-up comedy, you know? And it's not. It's just straight-up stupid character movie you know like I, I just wish there were more comedies coming out with like here's a just a funny stupid character you know like yeah. the jerk or dumb and dumber or whatever you know and here's mcgruber um and yorma directed that one i know i don't know if he directed this pop star coming out or what but if pop stars that i don't think right. I would yorma and akiva oh yeah so it's yeah. a straight around lonely island all right um Moving on to the Bye Bye Man, I only mention it because our friend Doug Jones is the bad guy. Is yeah. the monster in it? Now, what's that guy's name? It? What is it? What made it? Tell us who it is. I'm a guy at home who wants to know who the credits are. Um, I don't know. There's, this is just the capsule one, so they don't give me anything they don't here. Give the juice. It's just the, a, it's a horror movie that's kind of a Babadook ripoff. It seems like, but it Except also it's college kids. It just has this little the the concept bye does. Bye man. The concept is three college students move out of the off campus house already occupied by supernatural Doug Jones entity that targets anyone who speaks his name. And it does that sounds like so a good make classic. Sure to not say the bye bye man. Is that his name? That's such a common phrase. <laughs> Because that's um, the thing. Like, what, at, now can the they end, say bye bye, man? Oh, that, yeah, that, that is bye how bye we man. end every podcast. Um, <laughs> I do think I it, it, sound, real quick. it sound, sounds sort of David like a thing that you and I talk used to talk about a lot, which is the imp of the perverse. The idea of because it does seem like the bye bye man like causes people to do things that they wouldn't do, like take risks they wouldn't take, and then they die. Okay, and so it's you know it, I'm sure it's not going to be that great. Uh, I'm sure the bye bye man will be creepy as hell, and I'll be like, hey, that's our buddy Doug, and uh, and you know I'm right. more I'm more intrigued with uh, with horror movies these days. I'm more willing to give them not a pass, but to give them a chance. Yeah, no, I, I do like horror movies. Um, Josh is out of the room right now, so let's real quick talk about... Yeah, let's, get, let's get through July if we T- could. T- TMNT, Out of the Shadows. I've I know you're excited for Bebop and Rocksteady. I mean, I'm not intellectually. I'm excited in my heart, but obviously it's going to be terrible. And I didn't realize this until reading this. Casey Jones is going to be played by Arrow. Yeah. Stephen Amell. Yeah, and I'm sure he'll be able to do the, uh, the physical stuff great, and then when he, when he takes that mask off, it's going to be a giant... Snooze. Okay. I, I've watched one episode of Arrow ever. I also watched one episode of Arrow, and, and it was like a few seasons in. So it was just like, all right, this guy should have a handle on this character <laughs> as opposed to just be a blank slate of a human. All right. Um, Albeit, yes, a good-looking one who can pull off the physical, and I guess that's all you need. The Conjuring 2. I was at the panel at WonderCon. Okay. Uh, didn't look very good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember the, the 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 panel for the first con, Conjuring at a WonderCon uh, was a fun panel because I like the, the first Conjuring. Uh, I never saw it, but it's the scary. Um, I got scared. The actual like Rain Orange ride. was at the uh, the Agent panel. Orange, uh, but this time it was just they just essentially showed the trailer yeah. uh, at the panel. Are you looking forward to the Conjuring too? 
Well, I didn't see Annabelle, but I liked The Conjuring 1, and uh, it's James Wan again, and I saw the trailer, and I was like, I think I was like, okay, whatever, but I don't know. I think if I find myself in a situation where I'm, I, I may go see it. Okay. It was the first one was scary. I think, but and it was scary. I, I think it was scary and not. There's a lot of jump scares, but like not cheap jump scares. They all made sense for well, the they, story. They create a sense. Uh, they create a mood, a sense of dread. Whereas the the trailer for the second one, and I could be wrong, but like it looks like there's a lot more like CGI stuff. Whereas the mm. first one makes you scream just from like a pair of hands clapping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like. The first one like pairs things down. It looks yeah. like this one really amps things. Kind of look like little, they were like using like magic trip, magic trick logic to yes. to hmm. yeah, like little like just classic tricks. It was fun. Um, there's a movie that I'm just hearing about called Genius, where Jude Law plays Thomas Wolf, not Tom Wolf, the Bonfire of the Vanities, but Thomas Wolf. Who's that? You can't go home. Again. Never heard of Thomas Wolf. Uh, he's an author. Uh, the Music of Strangers is a documentary I saw about Yo Yo Ma. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Okay. Um, Free State of Jones. Oh, who's is, she? Uh, Gary Ross the, stepping oh. into Edward Zwick territory. Pleasantville. And that it's about a uh, white guy who gets involved in the lives of non-white people. Played Ma- by Matthew McConaughey. Matthew right? McConaughey gets involved. He saves him. Uh, huh? I think he, he, he save helps. Him? Uh, helps hope he slaves saves escape. Him. I think. What was that? He helps slaves. Yeah, escape. I think so. Or no, maybe he helps a biracial uprising against the Confederacy during the Civil War. Wow. That, the way you just described that, Gary Ross dipping into Edward Zirk territory, I cannot think of anything more forgettable than that. That really <laughs> I like the Gary answer. Ross. His name usually gets me interested in stuff. What do you see in the like of his? I mean, I like, I like, I like a lot of his Pleasantville. movies, but I don't think of his name. I think I like his movies, but like, you, you know, know Simon Birch? Thing of... I don't uh, think he did. I don't think oh, so. Someone else did something. He wrote Big, right? And then he, yes. dire- oh, he wrote and directed Pleasantville. I thought and Seabiscuit, which was kind of forgettable. Yeah. I, kind of for- I literally kind of forgot that Seabiscuit existed. Um, and then, when of course, was, the first Hunger Games. Is when I was interning at Gary Ross's studio or company, um, we, were there, we were working on Tale of Despero, which is oh, a film right. that, uh, obviously, a Pixar oh. film, Pixar. like everything else, yeah. uh, and apparently very forgettable. But he's not, you know, I, I, I don't want to be like one of those assholes that is just, would, like myself, who is just talks incessantly about the auteur theory, but Gary Ross, I think of as a guy who makes good movies that I, I see no link from one to the other. Like, I don't see a lot of him. I feel like he doesn't put a lot of himself into his movies, which is fine. He just wants to make good movies, but he's very much... It's a term that people hated when we used it, but he seems very much like well, a, jo- a journeyman. He's only made, like, f- four movies, three mm-hmm. movies. He's only made Pleasantville, Seabiscuit, Hunger Games, right? I named all of them. And now... And Tale of Despero. Did he direct that, or he did he just, just produce it? Yeah. Uh, oh, it. yeah. Um, um, so, but, I mean, I don't know. I, you can you can link a schmaltziness with Pleasantville and Seabiscuit, at least. That's true. And you can link an actor. William H. Macy. Oh, I was going to say Tobey Maguire. No, oh, yeah. But William and, H. Macy as well. Uh, Don Knotts. It's Don Knotts and... <laughs> no, he was oh. not in Seabiscuit. <laughs> but You're Don Knotts is in Hunger Games. Chris Cooper. Oh, right, I was getting... I get them mixed up. up. Jo- Johnny Pemberton and I have an uh, inside joke about uh, uh, Chris Cooper, even though it's a misquote of the movie, but... Uh, of uh, what's the one something kingdom or whatever? It's like a, it's a, it's some uh, war drama. Or I think something. it's called the, the kingdom, kingdom, right? Yeah. Directed by Peter Berg. Yeah, the, yeah. Jason Johnny Bateman. loves that movie. I haven't seen it. But, I never saw but, it. Either. But he's always talking about like he's he's breaking some news about like whoever they're up against has all these weapons or whatever has uh-huh. some, like missiles or whatever, and he goes, "That's something they've got." 
I don't know why. I didn't mean, <laughs> hear what you said. At all. He's talking about like you know. He's talking about you know they've got tactical warfare equipment, such and such, but and they're uh, equipped with the. And then he breaks what it is. He breaks the news to what it is, and he goes. That's something they've got. <laughs> and so we're always saying, that's something they've got. Um, and I movie, think, in fact, the quote is probably, that's something they have. <laughs> but we like to go, that's something they've got. Um, that When I worked at the Arclight for a few months, the Arclight, people who don't know, you go out, someone introduces the movie. I only had to do that a couple times. Um, but then you're supposed to stay until the movie starts to make sure the projection is all right. So what that means, as an usher at the Arclight, is you watch the same trailers over and over and over and over and over right, again. Right. So I never saw The Kingdom, but I'm, like, no joke, yeah. probably saw the trailer 40 times. There's a... In 1999, I was going to the movies so much, like, every, every week, multiple times a week, every day, you know, all the time. And uh, uh, there's so many trailers that, like, I know from that era... Yeah. And what's weird is a lot of my friends are like, oh, fuck this. That, like, I look back and like, well, if it came out in 99, it might actually be good. Yeah. But, like, not that I saw this one, but, like, the Bicentennial Man trailer just popped in my head <laughs> of, like, I believe in miracles. <laughs> and then, like, Robin Williams like, oh, how dare you? I such and such. If you please, or whatever. There yeah. is only one trailer that has been in every movie and that is of course Neil Jordan's The Good Thief <laughs> do you remember David like yeah that was that was in everything when we yeah in Chicago going to like art house or like yeah. middle brow type of oh wait I, you're not supposed to say middle brow anymore sure. apparently Mad well, Zollerside Zoll- says you're not supposed to say it anymore who says this uh, Mad Zollerside says we can't say middle brow what does middle brow mean um, it means it's not high brow or low brow What's wrong? Is it just uh, redundant or something? It's just something. Somewhere. I think Why the term middle bad? brow is often used to refer to the kind of movies that win Oscars. Like they seem prestigious, but they're not actually that challenging. And why you know can't you say this uh, word anymore? Uh, I don't know. I guess it's ghettoizing. Or, uh, can you re- say ghettoizing? You better not say ghettoizing. Yeah, that well, sounds I, bad, wait too. Wait till Med tells me not to say that. <laughs> A lot of things um, you can't say. You got to watch what you say. Anyway, uh, what were we saying? Oh, yeah. Well, Be careful. Yes. In wait, 2002 saying? or so, going to a landmark type of theater yeah. meant for months you were going to see the trailer for The Good Thief. And then I finally saw the movie. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> Is it uh, uh, What Women Want that has like a, oh, maybe. My heart is eminent, or no? It's uh, it's some other like woman, woman disco song or something like that. That like he's realizing, hey, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like a woman, <laughs> and, and, and then like something like you know, oh, won't you take me to Monkey Town or something, some disco song or to be real, I don't know, so something. I have to look it up. What is that? Uh, uh, what women uh, want? I'm, I'm coming. Is it? I'm coming uh, out. No, it's not that one. Um, but something like that. Let's talk about Me Before You, which is, um, I guess it's sort of in the vein of Brooklyn from last year. It's a period uh, costume romance. Award schmaltz. Starring uh, Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones, Sam Claflin from the Hunger Games, Don't know. and Matthew Lewis Who? from uh, the Harry Potter movies. Okay. He's uh, Longbottom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that All these thing? stars no. from Never things Longbottom. I don't yeah. know. These people, I don't know. I don't watch these shows. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, nothing. So I don't know. Nothing. I'm, I'm all as a fan of... Uh, relevant. I don't matter anymore. As a fan of costume romances, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this movie. Did you ever see Restoration? No. What is that? Robert Downey Jr.? No. I remember looking at a Entertainment Weekly in the in the 90s. 
it was sometime after Chaplin and seeing like this big foppish Robert Downey Jr. with a big hat and wig, you know, and 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 restoration. And I remember thinking like, huh, I like Robert Downey Jr. and this could look this could be good, like some sort of Amadeus-y immortal beloved, which I never saw type movie. And it was called Restoration. And I don't know that I've ever seen it or seen a trailer for it. <laughs> I don't but I remember it. it. I'm going to IMDb. I, I, you can, look I can picture the cover, and I know that uh, Siskel and Ebert said that it had some of the most uh, astounding art direction they'd ever seen. Yeah, there it may go. have gotten like a may have gotten like an Oscar nomination. Well, while you're looking that. it up, let's move on to Central Intelligence, which is a action buddy comedy with Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. Okay. Oh, that, yeah. Um, I like both of them, but somehow I feel like I'm not going to enjoy I the am movie. So, this is go- going way back to forever ago, an hour ago, when uh, Josh was talking about the, the poster for the Nice Guys, the movie theater poster standee thing for Central Intelligence. Uh, it says... To save the world, you need a little heart and a big Johnson. And I'm not seeing this fucking movie based on that awful, awful tagline. See, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a. I find myself wondering: Did they come up with the tagline first? And they're like, "Okay, guys, look, we gotta catch. We, we gotta we, cast we, these yeah. guys." Yeah. Uh, um, Michael Hoffman directed Restoration, the director of Soap Dish and One Fine Day, two movies I actually like. Um, and uh, Restoration, it's from 1995. Okay. And it's this movie right here with Sam Neill. Is Alan Rickman in it? No, but David Thewlis is. Mm, and like Meg that. Ryan. A like different... Uh, Ian McKellen, Hugh Grant. Two Academy... Also, you remember those covers? It's like scraping like, two Academy Awards. Oh, oh, they actually won, including Best Art Direction. So you see this very arty cover and it says, two Academy Awards. It mm-hmm. got some Academy Awards. But it's like, eh, it's just for art direction. <laughs> <laughs> I've told this story before, but it's it's one that I enjoy telling. So, uh, the uh, another studio that I, or another production company that I interned for was called Angry Films. It was a Don Murphy thing, and uh, he was one of like a million producers on the first Transformers. So that should tell you how long ago this was, uh, because Transformers got nominated for some Oscars for like you know visual effects and sound and that kind of thing. And all day long, because we had to monitor all of his calls and take notes in case anybody said anything that he'd he'd want to follow up on later. And uh, all day long, you had like I got such a glimpse of how shitty the industry can be, and just because it's just people calling in to like kiss his eyes, like "Hey, Don, congratulations on those Oscar nominations!" Like he's one of a million producers, and it's for visual effects. Come on, guys. It's just, it's like you're looking for any opportunity to call this producer and remind him you exist. Right. Say, listen, yeah. I want to check in on a couple things that sent you earlier. Did you have a chance to get a look at that? I know you're swamped. Congrats on those Oscars, by the way, again. <laughs> <laughs> so, that you is... know, but I love to set you up with meeting. I'm having flashbacks, Josh. Speaking of movies that will get nominated for visual effects and sound effects editing, uh, Independence Day 2. Or ID four two or Independence Day Resurgence. Um, well, I'll probably see it. <laughs> I couldn't be less interested at all. Like this really looks like just a complete rehash of the first one, and the first one's not that good. I'm sure the first. And one you don't get Will Smith. <clears throat> no, Will, no Will Smith. No Will Smith. Busy same Suicide Squad in it. No, no. Hey, have you heard? Have you? Did you hear they're reshooting more Suicide Squad to make it a little kookier, like yes, Deadpool? Yes, like Deadpool. Um, so that's Suicide Squad. I, uh, the trailers. Let's go back to talking about marketing for a second here, uh, and, and movies. I have a feeling. I my theory is that audiences 
don't give a shit that Margot Robbie is a hot girl. I don't know what you mean. You don't know what I mean? Every time Margot Robbie is in something, it's like the trailer is saying, and she's there. Look how hot she is, guys. Can you, it's like your intelligence is being insulted every time she comes on screen. And then the big short, you know, when yeah. they do that thing of like, I know it's kind of getting a little confusing. So uh, just for you guys, a little something extra, we get Margot Robbie in a bubble bath going to tell you what it's about. I do think they're overestimating how, how, much, yeah. how many people know who she is. Or care that she's hot. It's like she also looks like... Yeah, she's a good-looking girl, but it's like she's like hot from nineteen ninety ninety-three. Hot, you know what I'm saying? And it's like w- this is like a very well, pandering I, idea. Of I like don't know a what you mean, chick. By that, but yeah, I like do think the, that idea is dated. In that uh, well, we've talked about, we've been we talked about in a fairly early episode of Battleship Pretension how there are there aren't really stars anymore like yeah. there used to be. Yeah, and I guess. In an age but marketing when, likes to think that there are sometimes, and then right, the and audiences exactly, don't show up. And that's Same a, with like that's Chris Hemsworth. Like if 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 I if I want to see a young woman who looks like Margot Robbie, Robbie scantily clad, it's not going to take any effort at all. I right. can get on my phone and look at pictures. So that that idea of uh, just putting well, also, the se- sexy chick in the the personality the trailer of Margot Robbie, is not, like the, but that's how I like, I like thing, Margot Robbie. Even with the star thing, they're selling. They can sell. They can pair that hotness with the persona or personality. But like her, it's just kind of like there's no I, like the same with the trailer for the Whiskey Foxtrot Tango movie, uh, the Tina Fey movie, uh, and it's like she's walking around, and then all of a sudden, oh wow. Here I am talking to Margot Robbie. By the way, you're gorgeous. Oh, yes, darling, I know. Here, you're an eight. At home, you'd be a two. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't see the trailer, so I don't oh, know. You don't yeah. watch trailers. Someone watch the trailer. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Don't you feel like your intelligence being insulted every time? And same I, with the Suicide Squad trailer. It's yeah. like she plays like kooky, and then there's a big uh, gratuitous shot of her bending over and showing her rectum. <laughs> Uh, that was pretty hot, but I've got a I have something of a rectum fetish. But yeah. no, it's no. If I were if I were Margot Robbie, I'd be. And I understand that, like it's still fairly early in her career. Like this is maybe a thing that she feels like. All right, I guess I have to do this. Have to play along. Um, but at the same time, yeah. If I were her, I'd be offended because it's like because she's actually a pretty good actress. I have, is. No, yeah. I have no doubt that she'll be good as Harley Quinn. <laughs> but. Pe- I don't love Harley Quinn as a character, but I think she well, would look, do these it. actors have to do this bullshit so is they it, can make is real it movies. No, is it a Harley Quinn thing that, that Harley Quinn shows a rectum? Not particularly. Oh, yeah. She's not a highly sexualized character. Well, she is in the depends. trailer. Because yeah, it's Margot yeah, Robbie, guys. As, can you believe As Margot initially Robbie. envisioned, she wow. is not. But I think there Ooh, are a lot of... Uh, audiences, I know you love that Margot Robbie. Get on in the theater. That's when uh, Dennis Miller did all the VO for uh, <laughs> Look, babe, Margot Robbie, babe. What am I, Margot Robbie over here? <laughs> so, um, scantily clad Margot Robbie. That's what Robbie we think about Independence Day too. Obviously. Side note: I was talking about whiskey, fox tot, tango, tox trot. I think audiences also don't care about, and you're talking about white person saving the slaves. Uh, I think audiences also don't care about any movie where a white white person uh, goes to a third world country. And it's like, whoa, stuff's crazy here. Like, they all bomb. I don't think anyone saw Whiskey Tango. I don't think any, no one saw that, uh, the Sandra Bullock one um, last year Bullock with the Weird crisis, crisis, our Brandish Crisis. No one saw oh, there's yeah. a Bill Murray Bill one. Murray one. No yeah. one saw that. Rock the Casbah. Rock the Casbah. And aren't there, there's got to be like three other ones that no one cared about. Yeah, just kind of that culture shock sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good that audiences aren't tuning in for that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, it could be part of it is that these movies 
are not good. I, I only, of those I only saw are right. Brandis Crisis, and it's not good. Yeah, but uh, maybe if some, maybe if they made a good movie about that, right? Uh, it, it might. I hit feel home. like they're all produced by George Clooney. <laughs> I was I was curious about uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot just because Tina Fey is an actual draw for me. Like as an on screen presence, I think she's very talented and can find different ways to come at certain lines and certain characters. But has she done that in stuff that she hasn't written? I th- I think so. I think I saw what was it called? It's not called Sisters. That Maybe was, it is. She was Sisters with there's she Sisters, and, and, and there's Amy also Baby Bowler. Mama. Baby Mama, that's the one, which I don't think she wrote. Um, but okay. maybe she did. I don't recall. But um, but I remember liking her in that and thinking okay. she was pretty good. I, I, you don't have to sell me on Tina Fey. I'm a big fan. Um, <clears throat> you know what else I'm a big fan of? A movie that's coming out in June that I saw at Sundance called Swiss Army Man. I'm I'm excited for it at it's, this point. I mean, it sounds... The way that people keep distri- describing it as the movie where Daniel Radcliffe plays a farting corpse... Um, does not sound like my kind of movie. Yes. But the movie is so sincere and earnest and heartwarming and weird um, and darkly comic, but in a very sweet-natured way. So you saw it? I saw it at Sundance. Oh. Um, it's, uh, I, I, I really want people to see it and to like it as much as I did. I finally saw a, tra- I saw a, tra- a trailer for it, uh, and I remember just being like, Oh, okay. Because I was kind of avoiding it, and I was just going based on what people were saying. It's like, well, I'm I'm already interested. Then I saw that trailer, and I thought, like, this movie, this weird, farting among other things, corpse movie, uh-huh. seems to have the audacity to be inspiring. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that fascinates me. So yeah, that's I'm excited about. I that. saw a bunch of people posting it on Facebook, and um, I kind of well, I watched the trailer, and I was like. It looks like a little too much like CGI fantasy issues or CGI type stuff for my taste. I don't there's know. it is there's a lot of CGI like sweet stuff, stuff, but it's it, I, I don't I just don't like have any emotional reaction. I I don't know if I'm kind of ever going to change. About with, you know, but with Stephen Chow, like the the Daniels, that's the directors, right. that's what they're billed as. Um, they've made a movie where the there's a there's a fantastical air to all of it, so I feel like that helps the CGI stuff go down easier because it's not supposed to be I mean the whole time you're kind of thinking that Paul Dano's character might just be going insane and hallucinating from yeah. starvation and dehydration right so the idea that there's crazy stuff happening it fits it doesn't right. it, it didn't take me out of you it. don't exactly know what's happening what's not happening or something right. like that um there's a documentary called Tickled coming out which I which, I was unable to go to the screening for but boy it sounded really interesting yeah to let me, me Let me read the little caption here at Entertainment Weekly. Uh, A journalist investigating an underground tickling endurance competition uncovers a conspiracy with unpredictably dark twists and turns. That's a documentary. That's a documentary. That sounds crazy. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, Yet another uh, Sundance thing I saw, Hunt for the Wilder People, is a very exciting and fun movie. I think a lot of people uh, should see it and will like it. It's like a kind of a 80s throwback boys adventure comedy that is also rated R because they say fuck a lot. Nice. But uh, it's nice. really good. Um, are you a fan of the films of Taika Waititi? I don't know who that is. He did Boy and he did Eagle vs. Shark and he did What We Do in the Shadows. There's a couple yeah. movies called Boy, right? I know Eagle vs. Shark, but I think there's like three movies called well, Boy. He did the one that's from New Zealand. Do you I see What We Do in the Shadows? Nope. That's pretty good. Nope. Didn't see, okay. I should see. All right. I like um, that New Zealand humor. Yeah. Okay. The Phenom. I don't know what that is. Um, Who's in it? 
it's got uh, Paul Giamatti and Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke's in like I haven't been mentioning his name, but this is like the third or fourth Ethan Hawke movie that I that, that guy works. You cover it, yeah. That guy works. Uh, no Hawk, complaint there. I like him. Ethan Hawke is one of those rare actors that is, uh, I think, very talented and yet has never and my, and quite possibly will never be a draw for me. Why? Really? I don't know. For whatever reason, yeah, like, like in Boyhood, he's fine in Boyhood. Like that's the thing. He's a good actor. I think he's got he, better. He's a, perfe- he's a perfectly fine on-screen presence, but for whatever reason, just like yeah, all right, okay, whatever. I don't I care. Don't know. I've been a fan of his since at least Dead Poet Society. I guess um, that's probably what would have been the first thing that I saw him in. Uh, but then there's the um, Before Sunrise. Maybe that's um, part of it. Does Gattaca? Gattaca? Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody. I, I'm interested in everybody except him. And again. This is not to say he's a bad actor or even uh, a bland I, actor. I really There's like him. There's just something about his, about him on screen. That I'm like, yeah, all right, fine. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of think he's like, uh, he's like a hip, hip, hips, hipper, not hipster, but like '90s hip Tom Cruise with his delivery. They have similar cadence and and style. And I'm, I'd actually is that a dig? Because I no, yeah, it's just I, an observation about their yeah. style, their delivery of words, and their they just have these the, the certain type of like uh, charisma that is. Um, the way that the they they both do uh, intensity in the same in the same um, zone. I did think he was very good in Boyhood, and just being able to. Do see... Do you like the before movies? I haven't seen any of them. Oh, You've they're good. Yeah, they're good. They they made me like them. And in fact, it's fun to go back and watch the first one and think of it as like because it's it's very. I like to piss on those like um, '90s pontificating movies, like the the. Linklater's guilty of it too, but like the wit, the wits, the wits still, wits still, and all those like you know. Think about sex in the nineties. That women don't understand sex. Women, you know, men want sex, and women want sex yeah. too, but they just act like they don't want. It. They so the women, you know, like that. Those kind of Shit, monologues. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and and before sunrise is full of that. But going back and watching it, I, I found it kind of amusing because it works as like these like twenty something. Yeah, that's exactly what characters. works about that movie is that the movie is aware that they're I think partially full I, of shit. I wonder if it's aware. I think it may not be aware. I think Linklater may be. He's almost too good at writing those monologues. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I hated Waking Life, and I don't really love Slacker. You know, like oh, I like both of those. Oh, no, I, I sat, I, I walked out of Waking Life, but then again, I was like 21 when I saw it in the theater, so maybe I was like, uh, Did you see Everybody Wants Some? Not yet. Is it good? It's good. I haven't heard anyone say anything about it either. It's very way. good. Um, those those monologues work in Days and Confused, and they don't feel like monologues in Days and Confused. I guess I do believe they're like high schoolers saying, you know, these like. It never part feels of it like is that Days and Confused, I think, is a comedy first, mm-hmm. which is what everybody wants some is. And uh-huh. so I think that stuff goes down a little when there's jokes in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, go, it goes down a little easier. Yeah. Um, but the, all but yeah, the, when, when, before uh, movies are, the before movies are, are good. Uh, when Everybody Wants Some came out, a lot of people on Twitter were doing their like top ten link letters. So I was like, I'll do that. And I just sort of went like by gut. And I was surprised to find that I put Before Sunset as my favorite Richard Linklater mm. movie. Yeah, I liked them both. And, and in fact, and, and there's the, the there, there's a it's not I don't think it's a spoiler or anything. There's a fight scene in in the the, fight, the third one before midnight. Yeah, where, not a physical fight. Yeah, there's a there's a uh, argument <laughs> yeah, scene. Yeah, and like I found it by the time I got to that, I cared so much about those characters that it was I was so emotionally yeah. affected by their fighting. I was like. You know, no, don't fight. Why do Why do you have to be like that about to each of the characters? Yeah. Why do you have to be like that? Now, with both that's of the them? thing. So many people have been saying that about the third film and how wonderful uh, that is. Like, and having that reaction to it, that 
that actually makes me want to see it less as a person. <laughs> as a film per, as a film guy, it's like, oh, that sounds amazing. As somebody who's been married almost 11 mm-hmm. years at this point, part of me is like, I, 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 live it, I, I already live that. It's just like, you know, in the midst of a fight, there is part of me that's like, come on, guys, stop fighting. I, I was, stop. I, I care enough about both of you that I don't want this to happen. I was making a joke with my uh, friend the other day about, well, par- sort of on the subject of like, Escapism and the subject of like our generation that that we are in, for the most part, an average guy hasn't really seen the shit. You know, uh, we're we're not we're not veterans of war. Right. You know, uh, I, and and I think that has. To, I actually talk about this a lot, like not on recording, but I think like if you look at the the average, um, going off on a tangent here, but the average like uh, uh, wisecracking um, lead. In a, uh, in a bureaucratic position, job position, position um, is un- an unlikely character today. I think this may I may be losing people here, but w- I think it has to do with the elimination of the draft because uh, that made everybody across all sides of the country, no matter what class they were in kind of like having being united in like oh where were you stationed oh i saw some shit i went to war i went or something along i narrowly avoided it but my friend did yes stuff like that whereas like now it's such a a difference i forgot why i went on this and how to bring it back i think it had to do with oh that that people like us um our our version of having seen some shit is like man did you watch the episode six of season five of Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh man, I was so emotionally distraught watching that. Or it's like I can't believe they killed my favorite character on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Man. Oh my god, oh. I was so I was like so tense. I was like shaking. He died face down in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I, I think can't, that's great. Hurt me so much. That's a great observation. That's our version of like, oh man, my life is really stressed right now. Well, that'll change once we all see the Neon Demon. The new film from Nicholas Winding Refn. Oh, We're going to go through and We yeah. see the Neon Demon. So yeah. his movies actually have the name, uh, they have the word Neon in them now. Yeah. Just like <laughs> he'll do one called Blue Filter. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I'm curious. I'm curious about everything he makes now. Me too. Even I, though I didn't, I didn't love Drive. I didn't love kind uh, of a, Only he, God Forgives. Here's the thing. I hated Drive. I loved Only God Forgives. Yeah. Um, which is like only God forgives is like for the people who thought drive was too commercial and accessible. Yeah. Um, and so I'm hoping the neon demon, neon demon, which is El Fanning, Keanu Reeves and Chris, Christina Hendricks. I like Keanu Reeves. That That's movie. cool. I like that Keanu's doing a movie that, what are you doing right now? Just yeah. uh, fidgeting. <laughs> okay. Bored. Yeah. Cause you know, the mics, are you trying to like mess with like a, like, I'm cause we're saying we're that in this is mono I'm shooting yeah. a word, I'm just shooting a word out here and there. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to a movie that I'm really excited about. I have adult ADHD. Um, a ADHD. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Al- right. Alcoholic adult ADHD. <laughs> um, I am really excited for this movie. It's called The Shallows. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it looks like I haven't seen the trailer, but if it's done right, it could be a really crackerjack sort of exploitation genre movie mm. where mm. Blake Lively, already on board, I'm a fan of Blake Lively, plays a surfer, I think. I think so. Who gets trapped on a rock island in the sea that yeah. will disappear once the tide goes up in the middle of a feeding frenzy mm. of yeah. sharks. Yeah. So it's and she's like Blake two, Lively, she's 200 feet away from shore. Like, right. Like she can get okay. there seemingly easily. But except, of course, everywhere. there's sharks everywhere. I and did the see the trailer and I can't wait. I, I want this to Who be so this good. movie? Uh, I don't know how to say his Someone name. It's the note. guy who did um, uh, Nonstop um, 
and uh, run, all, uh, run All Night. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know how you say his it's name. Like, is that, oh, is Jomay, it Liam Neeson? Clay Seurat, something oh, like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I, both of those are Liam Neeson movies. Run All Night's very good. Um, and I heard Nonstop was pretty good, too. That's one that also has Lupita Nyongo. Oh, that's the plane movie. Yeah. Yes. Um, Liam Neeson beats up a guy on a plane because he's trying to kill the so plane. Yeah, if those are good, which I I, uh, I haven't seen those, I hope to check them out. Um, I really hope The Shallows is good because it's such a cool idea. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've been missing Blake Lively since Gossip Girl went off the air. Now, I don't she's know if She's in something I've, big. Oh, she's a new Woody Allen movie. I don't know if I've uh, ever seen anything with Blake Lively in it. That might not be true. You didn't true. see Savages? The oh, Oliver I did Stone see movie? Savages. I didn't see is that she one. the 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 girl in the a- Age girl. of Adelaide? Uh, I didn't see Age of Is it Adelaide? I don't I know. It's Adeline. Adeline, Adeline, Adelaide, whatever. Um but yeah, it's And you didn't uh, see the um Ryan Reynolds uh, superhero movie before Deadpool? What was it? <laughs> Why am I drawing a blank? The, the, Green, the Lantern? Green Lantern. I did not. She's in that, right? I did not. Okay. Um but yeah, that's the thing is like that movie I think is going to be really dependent on her acting ability. Do you think she can do it? Um Do you like her just cuz she's pretty? Uh, I think you get Margot Robbie in here, and now we're talking. Yeah, ooh, Margot um, Robbie. Do oh I my do God. I think Blake Lives is a good actor? I think there's something that happens when you watch someone on a TV show for long enough. You like know him? That yeah, you feel. So you watched a ton of Gossip Girl. I watched every single episode of Gossip Girl. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I but, worked uh, with um, what's his name. I know you did, uh, Ed Westwick. Yes. On uh, the movie we talked about last time you were on yes. the show. Freaks with, of Nature. Uh, Freaks of Nature, they called it. Yes. yes. Which is available on DVD and Blu-ray. I haven't watched it yet. I'm sorry, John. That's all right. I'm not but it, No one else did. Previously no one else. No known as Kitchen Sink, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I, I kept Is that saying. the last time I was here? I kept saying, well, you I weren't like here. I'm, We've never recorded here before. No, no. Last I, time I, you were me, on the me show. And Robbie, me and Margot Robbie Pickering were yeah. here. Uh, I think that was the last time. No, I think I've done one of these since. I think we've done one of these... No, no, no. I think we no did. Way. I think we did it since. No, no. I'm certain I've been. I've did seen the, you the, since when it was me and Robbie. Crime, uh, crime documentaries. I think yes, we one. did a. Was that after I, I the Robbie we Pickering? Did the, the, the award we did Oscar time. Oh, we okay. did. That's right. Yes, that's people right. were infuriated. How could you forget? Yeah. What were they mad about that? All right. Huh? Yeah, of course. They Let's were mad at me. That was the one I didn't check. Why? Because I was like, was I pissing on movies or I was loud? All of the above. No, I think I was subdued that time. Who was mad? Give me a name. I'll tell him to go fuck himself right now. Give me a name. Come on. His name is Bill. Bill? <laughs> Bill? Me and you, face to face, buddy. His name's not Bill. Right, Bill? Let's, let's move what? on to... Uh, Bill, who's Bill then? Bill, I'm our, so sorry. I, I didn't mean... I, second, I was uh, I thought, I, I, he told me it was you, and I, I got confused. Our second Daniel Radcliffe movie in a short period of time. Uh, I think Tyler's excited for this one. It's called Now You See Me Too. Biff. Now You See Me Too? Now You See Me also. No, it is yeah. Now You See Me, the number two. This is Jesse Eisenberg franchise? Let me check. Yes, Jesse Eisenberg. Radcliffe's in this one? Radcliffe is in this one. So th- he actually, do- he looks like the best part of it. It looks like he's kind of a goofy variation on, on his persona. But of uh, He's like a Harry Potter character? No, he's just like... No, his public persona. Yeah, is- of just like this guy who's who's like really earnest and means well but is kind of incompetent uh i saw the first now you see me and it's fine i cannot imagine i was talking with some friends about this last night actually i cannot imagine i didn't know it made enough money to justify yeah i didn't uh, know that, i didn't know that anyone cared about the first one enough <laughs> yeah. for them to be like now you see me too and we're gonna draw all this major talent like uh, like Big i saw that I, I watched the movie with my wife and i was like that's a fine little movie the end <laughs> Like, why can't anything just be that anymore? <laughs> red. Isn't there like three reds? There are two of them. There's two. I thought it was the red three. Yeah. Could it be coming any second? Like, right. do we really need a red two? You know. Um, Warcraft. 
I know we like Duncan Jones as film people, right? Yeah. Josh, Duncan Jones? I like Moon, didn't see the... Didn't see Source Code? I started watching, and then I think Source I was like, got a little bored, I turned it off or something. Oh, I like but Source I didn't Code. give it a chance. I... I never played any any of the Warcraft games. Nor did I. Um, I watched that trailer and I'm just like, okay, well, the character design looks pretty good, but for the most part, I just don't care. I wonder. I feel like every time I look at that trailer, I'm like, this seems like a bomb to me, but I have no idea. But it feels like it could be. Didn't Duncan Jones make one movie that like no one really cared about, or the third one after Source Code? Did he? I think he did. You know what I realized? Side note, diversion, distraction. Uh, also, you just made me insecure when you when when pe- when you were like, yeah, people were mad about that. Oscar oh, I'm thing. sorry, Josh. I'm, I was like, I was mostly joking. People oh, love yeah. you. I thought because I was like, I thought I did pretty good that one. I <laughs> kept it toned in, re- reined it in. No source code. But I also good. specifically didn't look at the comments to be like, you know what? I'm not gonna let these <laughs> shit for brains ruin my day. But um, uh, I also realized like I need to come and visit when uh, you guys talk about old movies. I'm getting older, right. and uh, my expertise lies in older movies. And like we're rattling all these things, and I'm like, I don't know about this movie. I don't know who that director is. I don't know who that star is. Well, like, I don't watch anything new, really. What about a reboot of an old movie, such as Ghostbusters? Uh oh, you're not one of those guys who hit uh, dislike on the YouTube video, did you? I'm just Can saying. I- I'm just saying. Like, you know, why can't it be guys? Here, the thing is. <laughs> Men, w- men, women, it doesn't matter. That movie does not look good. And I, just, I don't know a thing yeah, about it. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is that uh, I, I don't know if people are already saying this across the internet of, like, we're not mad because it's, and I'm not saying we like me. I don't really give a shit. But it's like, I think people aren't mad, or I'll say Josh Fadum isn't mad that it's a woman Ghostbusters. I would be more, like, rolling my eyes because it doesn't look good. Yeah, looks like bad, bad, bad ghosts, bad computer CGI, bad, uh, yeah. bad digital look, and also but, it's got a that's gonna leave a mark. Yeah. Oh, it's does like, it really? There, there's a woman saying like, "Oh hell no!" Like, like really? Yeah. Oh hell no! That's gonna leave a mark. The power of Christ compels you, and then there's also um, does someone a, say the uh, power of Christ compels you yes. in the trailer? Yeah. Yes. And then also there's a. I'm uh, trying to imagine the context. You got to watch this. There's this also uh, there's also uh, um, a joke that's like, um, let's go. Oh, you the two people say let's go at the same time and they go oh did you want or oh, oh okay you go ahead and that I feel like is a very popular style of joke that like takes yeah. you out of a movie that like lets you know like hee hee we know it's a movie making cliche jokes but. Uh, we're going to do it anyway. That's the thing is like what I liked about, and I think what a lot of people responded to about the original Ghostbusters is like, it's this job that's insane. It's this, like we're dealing with ghosts, but they're just very working class. Like when I, like when I think of Ghostbusters, I think of like Dan Aykroyd with like those goggles on his forehead and just a cigarette dangling out of his mouth. And he's just like, he might as well be a plumber at that point. Uh-huh. And whereas this, it's like, it's these people that are, they're aspiring to do this amazing thing. And maybe in the world in the, in the Ghostbusters universe, like, Oh, this is a, a legit job that people aspire to. That's fine. But I feel like th- the neat thing about Ghostbusters is that they treat it like it's not important. Like it's just like, they're just but working stiffs. I'm someone who's actually as someone who hasn't seen the trailer I'm looking forward to this movie because I am an auteurist above all and I, I, like, I like Paul Feig's movies I like Paul Feig so I'm looking forward to this I don't like them um, I, love, I like Bresnay uh, I, I, I love Spy love Spy I love Spy oh, I heard it's good I um, see it. The Heat is also very good I think they're both better than Bridesmaids Bridesmaids has moments but The Heat and Spy are both better mm. I think um, 
but if it did your thing, wouldn't it uh, like, wouldn't that just be retreading old ground even more so like why not try to update it a little bit to where now this is a job that exists because this you know this is not a period piece maybe this when it comes place. right down to it is that in the end that's gonna leave a mark it's that yeah. like i thought you're gonna say in the end you got me i just don't want women to be with yeah, us you know what <laughs> yes that's gonna I'm leave really a mark trying to embrace this trump thing he's my candidate now um no i don't care i don't care about the women thing they're happy give, give me lots of i like women i like a woman by the way give me a woman I'm single. I love a woman. You know, <laughs> I don't like a young. I don't like a girl. Give me a woman. But uh, go on your nineties. Uh, yeah, <laughs> middle middle brow indie uh, yeah, yeah. monologue. Imagine here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, okay, okay. So you know, all these young women they come out. You know, but I need a woman. Okay, I need a real woman. Like a woman, you know, should body. Like a woman curves. Okay, and 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 any guy who says that they don't like a woman, like they're lying. Okay, because every guy wants his mom. All right, that's what it is. Every guy wants his mom. Okay, <laughs> because the mother is the one who takes care of you. You first a vision of a woman. So that's why every guy is after their mom. I feel like. Look, uh, men in like the 90s listeners, aren't going to admit it, but they're going to say it. Okay, they're going to tell it, but they're not going to say it. Listeners who might be too young to have been movie going in the 90s have no idea how spot on this, this is. That is. It's so perfect. Turning things back around to like the mom, it's like, the, oh my gosh, like this is, <laughs> you're getting me here. Like as much as Whoa. I love. Yeah, also like that, a monologue like that might have been a, a listener's, uh, a moviegoer's like first, a teenage moviegoer's first ex, uh, exposure right, to like right. modern psychology. Yeah. What? Is that true? I can picture that character being played by, I never know how you say his first name. It's like A-Y-R-E Gross. R-E Gross. R-E Gross. <laughs> I can imagine it being him. Yes. Because he was in a couple of those. Was yeah. he? Yeah. R-E Gross or like Nicholas Turturro. Sure. Or, uh, or, or quite frankly, Campbell Scott. Even Campbell though Scott. I, yes. Even though yeah. I love Roger Dodger. Yes. Roger Dodger is, um, is, is post- Actually, Roger Dodger goes great in line with- um, I recently rewatched the anniversary party and like Roger Dodger and the anniversary party. You could, you could find this very, um, pre a very, a uh, pre nine 11. Uh, cause Roger Dodger was pr- obviously got a written, pr- written pre nine 11. Probably. Came out yes. o- 2002, yeah. Probably shot pre nine 11. This very, like from 2000, it's not nineties, a 2000, like 2002 subsection of Gen Xers become yuppies movies, Yeah, <laughs> which Roger Dodger and anniversary party are both, I don't know. I'd like to, it'd be fun to try to like make a list of that, that subcategory. Yeah. What I think I like about Roger. That's Dodgers, what you should be back on for. Yes. Talk the, about that. Yes. Gen Xers become yuppies. <laughs> I think what I like about Roger Dodger and especially Campbell Scott's performance is that he's playing that character, but it's so clear that like Roger is playing this character and he's just using, it's just you like Campbell smokes, Scott. It's, yeah. Well, I mean like Campbell Scott is playing Roger and Roger is playing this character. Right. And just a smoke screen of words. Right. Yeah. As the movie goes, so I mean, smart. Roger Dodger is only like, 90 minutes long or whatever yeah. but as it goes on it becomes more pathetic that yes yeah. yeah yeah i wonder or, if that movie like influenced jesse eisenberg so hard that right. he never shook it <laughs> that's why he still talks like <laughs> yes. that um the secret life of pets is an animated movie pixar movie obviously uh oh yeah i saw a trailer for that josh Just, won't like it because louis ck does one of the voices oh yeah uh i'm uh your dog yeah <laughs> i'm uh who's gonna pet me okay now you're petting me a little too much <laughs> um and then this it looks ridiculous. Well, well, what is that? that? Yeah. Is that that's a treat? I mean, what is that? Live action Tarzan movie. Um, I guess uh, it's been, who's uh, directing that? But that's the thing. This is what I want to say. Directed by David Yates. Yeah. Whom I like. Yes. Because uh, he did the last four Harry Potter movies. Yeah. And he did the uh, State of Play miniseries. Right. That's yes. Him. And yeah. that's that's enough to. 
uh, when I saw a trailer for him, I'm like, yeah, all right, Star, uh, Tarzan movie, who cares? But then when I saw his name, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm well, intrigued. If that didn't sell you, guess what worldwide renowned hottie plays Jane? <laughs> Ooh, baby mama. Ooh, gosh, gosh. Uh, give me a little extra. Blake Lively? <laughs> <laughs> the other one. Margot, Margot Robbie, Robbie yeah. in a bubble bath. Hachi Maki. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Jane. Uh, me Tarzan. Me swing from vine. Me like gorillas. <gasps> Who that pretty lady? <laughs> so. Um, record scratch. Oh, I haven't heard record scratch in a trailer in a long time. Yeah, I think we. I think everyone knows now not yeah, to do that anymore. Bad. That one. You'd think that it would upgrade to CD skip. Yeah, but even that is 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 old. It is would old. Be but record scratch was like, old by the time record scratch was used a bunch. You know that's what I true. Mean? That's true. All right, moving on. They said it would never happen, but Guns N' Roses are back together. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Misfits are back together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with Danzig. Paul, uh, yeah, Danzig and Jerry only. That's mm. just was just announced. Uh, oh, I didn't now, know. Paul Greengrass and Matt Damon reuniting. For, for Jason Bourne. Now, why did but they Jason say Bourne they were Jason Bourne 4, let's forget the one with Jeremy Renner ever happened. That's, this seems to be the subtitle. I wonder so if they'll, they'll make like, a reference to it. I like the Bourne trilogy. I haven't seen any Me of them. Me too. But perpetually, this is what happens with the Bourne trilogy. They don't say they're going to release a new one, and I think, I don't care. Uh-huh. Then I go and see it, I think, this is amazing. And that's exact. And I'm I'm in the same place now where it's just like, well, partially because it's like you you did pretty well there. Like you ended Jason Bourne's arc really well. Yeah, you, we don't really need any did more. Did you from see that. the Jeremy Renner one? I Which not. I literally can't I remember good. the name of now. You know who else? You know who's a, you know who uh, Born, you know who's a big fan Legacy? of Legacy. It might be the Bourne Legacy. Legacy. Yes. You know who's a big so. fan of those Bourne movies? Who's that? Paul, Paul Johnny Pimper? Johnny Pemberton. Oh no, he I'm loves a big those fan Bourne of movies. Too. I, I haven't really, seen I any of them. I think you might like them, actually. I bet I would, because they're a trilogy now. I'm like, okay, I got a whole trilogy to watch. But I don't... Why, really, now, why do they say like, those guys were never going to work together again? No, not that they, were, not that they weren't going to work together, but they said... We're done. Yeah, Matt Damon was pretty clear about not wanting to do any more Bourne movies. Yes. And, As he should have been. Yeah. There's nowhere else for that character to go. <laughs> and like, now they're doing another one. Don't one spoil, more, though. One don't more spoil, is though. just like, when they bring him out of where they ended it... Spoilers? Like, oh, yeah, Sorry. Uh, he dies. Anyway, <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. Uh, but when they bring him out of that, it's like, okay, well, now we're getting into kind of just James Bond territory. Well, they'll just, they'll just bring him back. Whereas with those three, like like I said, there's a nice arc. The, there's a nice uh, little bookend as far as like a thing that he says yep. at, the, at the end of the third one that is said to, by someone else at the beginning of the first or at the end of the first one. But I like everything the they're doing halfway through the first. They're doing a lot of really good stuff there. And I just feel like. And I'm and I might be maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Matt Damon wouldn't have done this if the script wasn't good. Maybe Paul Greengrass, same thing. But at the same time, I cannot imagine. I feel the same way about Toy Story Four. I cannot imagine where they could possibly go. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I do like having read the description here that um, so Glenn Danzig's seems, in it. Um, Who wrote it? Does Glenn, it say Glenn Danzig and Slash? Uh, I'm sure it says somewhere. You're, are you asking if it's uh, if it's Tony Gilroy? To, Tony, yeah, I almost said Dan Gilroy. That's uh, that's a different guy. That's the other guy. Um, it didn't say. Okay. Um, they both but I do wrote. like that. Uh, apparently, Julia Stiles' character, who is in all the movies, yeah. is a big part of this one, which I like because I've yeah. always liked Julia Stiles. Oh yeah, and that, that's not them. They're not pandering by p- recasting Margot Robbie. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, well, Julia Stiles well, she's is taking the, the Joan Allen role. Right. 
Um, there's a new movie, uh, a new John Le Carre adapted uh, movie called Archive Who are of these people? Who are these people? I don't know anyone. You know who John Le Carre is. He did the spy. He wrote the spy who came in from the cold, and he wrote Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah, oh, he's a spy novelist, and they make a most yeah. wanted man. Yeah, he's not a new guy. He's some old. No, no, guy. They, but they make movies and TV shows. Oh, David, I don't know books. Okay, so, our kind of traitor is uh, Ian McGregor and Omi Harris. Who directed? Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Don't have that information in front of me. Stinker Tailor Soldier. Good one. <laughs> um. I wonder if anyone didn't like it and they go, more like Stinker Taylor Soldier pile of poo. <laughs> yes, that, I think that's... Probably happened a lot. I think that was Jeffrey like Wells. It. That seems like a Jeffrey Wells quote. Yeah. Yeah. Stinker, stinker, t- stinker tail pile of poo. Oh, yeah, the person, like, um, they see the uh, movie and they're like, they just served this up to me on a platter. Stinker. Yeah. Man, stinker. you guys should have thought of that before you really such a terrible movie. From the director who this time let the wrong one in. So uh, <laughs> Susanna White directed it, who has done a lot of uh, TV work um, and directed Nanny McPhee Returns, which I didn't see. I only saw the first Nanny McPhee. Um, moving on, there's a new um, Viggo Mortensen movie. It's been a while. Ooh, I like Viggo. Called Captain Fantastic. Oh, is it a superhero? No, it is not. Oh, I'm interested. Go on. What else? What else? Viggo Mortensen has purposely raised his six children off the grid in the Pacific nor- Northwest. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when tragedy strikes, Uh-oh. he and his family must step back into modern society. Ooh. I like that. That's okay. It's like the opposite of the Mosquito Coast. It's the, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like the village. Yeah, much more like The Village. Uh, Life Animated is a documentary that I saw that's very sweet. We don't get to find out who this Vigo movie directed by? Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) Um, Go on. Keep moving. I'll look it up. No, I'm looking it up. No, you keep moving in effort to save well, time. I'm, I'll look it up. I've already, it's directed, oh, it's, oh, this is the one that's directed by Matt Ross, the actor. Who is that? Well, he's currently Gavin Belsom on Silicon Valley. I haven't seen that show. He was. It um, seems like that's a show you should see. Yeah, Why? it's a good show. It's, it's a comedy a good, show. It's, so? um, he Maybe played, I'm already a comedian. I don't need to see more comedy. He was. <laughs> that's an interesting theory. He was Harry Dean Stanton's I son. I like Harry Dean Stanton. I've heard of him. Son on Big Love. I haven't seen that show. And then the thing that I will always know him from, first and foremost, is the character Lewis Carruthers from American Psycho. I've seen that. The one who is closeted and thinks that when Patrick tries to kill him, he thinks he's coming on to him. Oh, yes. Got it. And he also has my favorite line, maybe in all of American Psycho, um, when uh, Patrick Bateman is um, dragging the body, uh, Jared Leto's body, in a bag through the lobby. Um into the car and he passes Lewis Crothers and Lewis Crothers says, Oh my God, where did you get that overnight bag? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, jump Paul Gautier and then throws it in the trunk. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, all right. so I'm, I'm more interested yeah. now. Hey, American Psycho is a good movie. Uh, 100% a good movie. Yeah. Sure. Is it, uh, it's funny too. It is. It's yeah. funny. It's good. It's dark. It's scary. It's fun and well directed yep. and well acted, fun hated, acted. Hated by the author. Much oh, like yeah, uh, no. much like The Shining is hated by Stephen King, the American Psycho movie. Yeah, why is hated by, Ellis hate it? Um, he said that I think his argument was that being able to see everything made the the story less ambiguous. But I don't find that to be true. I find that there's plenty well, of that, ambiguity. Well, that in ending is is good. Yeah, yeah. The, the ending is. It's very how, ambiguous as well, to whether or not any of that happened. I if feel that's like, the case, he doesn't have a problem with this movie. He has a problem with the idea of it being made into a movie. Yeah, I think that's the, okay. I think that's his yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, which I mean, 
I, I, see the on, musical? I, I went on a rant a few weeks ago about how stupid it is when people say novels are unfilmable. Right. Because um, they're not. Like, you've made a movie out of everything. But, um, yeah, I guess the way that American Psycho is written, you couldn't make it that way. But that's true right. of a lot of books, right? I don't know. Have you guys read American Psycho? Oh, no. It is. You had me read part of it when you were reading it and we lived together. And I read through it and I was like, yep. There's a, a very in-depth discussion of, uh, or description of, uh, I believe, uh, the, the career of Phil Collins. Oh, that's the one you read? Okay. Yeah, you had me read that. And then I think you actually had me read another bit where, I, probably one of the many things where he's talking about fashion. Yeah, yeah. And Because uh, that's the thing. I, I think that book is, I don't know that it's good. It is good in the sense that it achieved exactly what it set out to achieve. I never need to read it again. Well, the concept that I'm not—I don't mean to speak as though this was a uh, this were a, a bad thing, but it sounds like such a neat idea that this character describes. Because I think I also read a a, a murder, a, a scene where he, I believe he kills a, a homeless man, and I think he like uh-huh. uh, pops his eye out or something like okay, that. Okay, that sounds right. Um, and so, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, and I I remember you had framed it that like he describes these mundane things like the life of uh, like the career of Phil Collins or fashion. He describes it with the same amount of detail as a murder, which means that to him it's exactly the same. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember thinking like, that's great. And that's, that's a really neat idea. And that takes a lot of commitment on the part of the author and and a lot of research. It's a very exhausting thing to read. I'm sure. But we've gotten way off track. Yes. Yes. Life animated has nothing to do with American psycho. It's a documentary about a, a autistic boy who learned, relearned to communicate, uh, mostly by watching Disney movies. Mm. Uh, or Pixar movies, as Josh knows them. Mm. Uh, I saw it already. It's very, very charming. Mm. Did I say? Did I tell you this? That on my way back from Orlando, on the plane, seat behind me, there is this kid who there was clearly something mentally not right with him. I would say he was autistic or something like that, and he wasn't talking the whole flight, but he would do this thing that. For the most part, I was tuning out because I was listening to my tweaked audio earbuds, and mm-hmm. that does such a great job of tuning everything else out. That's ultimately why I told this story. Um, but the kid would, uh, maybe as a way of calming himself down, he would go through each year and then the corresponding Disney movie that was released that year. Uh, and it was just something I found very interesting. And so mm-hmm. when you first told me about that documentary, I was like, is it about this kid? Because I feel like how many how many kids are there that are that are like this but uh it sounds very interesting gosh that sounds um, like my life story about how i'm like uh i gotta put this i gotta okay this these movies come out this year these movies these movies, just that that thing like describing that wait the kid's saying i'm like oh yeah i can see how that might calm me down are you on the uh, uh, are you on the spectrum as they say I had all kinds of. Ugh, now we're getting into this Mark Marin territory. Watch out! Hang on now. I, I had all kinds of tests hey, as a kid. We're in the garage. Yeah, here we yeah. are. So, what's your deal? Who's your guys? <laughs> so, I, I had all these uh, tests as a kid. Uh, you know about ADD and stuff like that and meds. I feel like they would have they would have figured out if yeah. I was on the spectrum. As it turns out, you're just I'm just you're a, just, just a son of a bitch. <laughs> um, Equals is a new movie from Drake Doremus. Who made uh, like crazy, like crazy a few years ago? Oh, okay. Uh, the Infiltrator is a movie from Brad Furman, who made Runner Runner and The Lincoln Lawyer. Oh, okay. 
And then, did you guys know that there's a Star Trek movie coming out this summer? I saw the trailer for it. It's got Sabotage in it. Yeah. The trailer. And, uh, I think not, people didn't like that that was in there. Oh, the song Sabotage. Yes, it's got the trailer, Sabot- the song Sabotage I like, in the I like that song. What's people's problem with that? I, I think, think they're like, this is not Star Trek-y. They're, they're very much, with the trailer for uh, Suicide Squad playing um, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh-huh. and now this playing Sabotage is like, we get it. Everyone liked the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, and you're just trying to do that, like incorporate like songs that are into like science fiction movies. Yeah, uh, not that Suicide Squad is science fiction, but definitely is a different type of thing than these. Uh, it's like, like a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a comic booky genre, and they're just tra- yeah, they're trying to put this sort of. But nostalgia where, who is writing these rules that you're not supposed to do? How is this breaking a rule? It's oh, it's not. Wait. I'm not complaining about it. Yeah, no, who, I, who gives a shit what song is in the trailer? No, I think it, I it's, don't. It's the, just I think it people like, reacted strongly to a tone set by it. That's like, no. it's, you know, I think it, maybe it's a pandering thing. I don't know if I, I don't care. I, that's either the thing. Way. I have no problem with whether it be in a trailer or in a movie, somebody using a certain song or something like that. I feel like with Guardians of the Galaxy, it felt like this is the right way to market this film. I feel like with Star Trek, it's hey, uh, let's. Let's do this. Uh, this was popular, and it just feels, uh, what do you call it, derivative, as opposed to like derivative. an actual derivative. See, this is where I'm going to get uh, off my high horse. Okay. Who cares if a trailer is derivative of another trailer? It's a you fucking did, commercial. You and I did a whole Who gives epi- a shit? You and I did a whole episode <laughs> about trailers, did we not? I don't I have no recollection. And it was recent. We did that episode. Uh, maybe it wasn't recent. It could have been years ago. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, you don't know, know. Me. I say I say like <laughs> you refer to anything the, the other, other day. day. Yeah. Um, but we did a whole episode about trailers and there is a certain art to trailers and there is no, something. There's no doubt you know, about it. I watched seven years of Mad Men. I know there's an art to advertising, sure, absolutely. but I'm still not going to get bent out of shape out of it. About I, it. No, it's I, I, I'm it, it, that's Idris Elba. I guess what I'll say this, this is, is, is that like, yeah, that's from Star Trek. Is it? I find myself wondering if the movie that they're, if the way they're selling the movie is in fact the movie itself, and and I recognize that that's part of the advertising. Justin Lin made it, right? Justin Lin made it, and so it's just like, all right, well, maybe it's a different tone, but at the same time, I don't know. It just uh, it because I liked the first two Star Trek movies, and if the third one is this, I'm not interested. Okay, uh, because they're trying to. It seems it seems in the trailer, which is how, which is kind of that is the fr- that is the face of the movie as of right now. Uh, it feels like they're trying to go for an audience that I don't know that they that was interested in a different movie. But maybe that's because the audience they who would, liked the first sh- two movies are already going to see this one. Like that's that's essentially I guess in so. the bank. So why not reach out? I, I guess, guess I'm less. I'm but that's the thing. It makes me less interested. I'm I'm less interested to see the. You film. feel your intelligence is insulted. I feel like I'm being a little bit pandered to. As well, there's the part, part in the trailer where Margot Robbie bends over. Right. Yeah, and I'm on board with that, obviously. <laughs> but that like, is a tra- that is know. a part in a different movie's trailer, <laughs> in any movie that she's in. Now, um, as of now, I don't know if Margot Robbie appears in Absolutely Fabulous, the movie. She but should. I do know that I'm not interested. <laughs> Were you into that show? I forget. I was, I think, when I was young, and it seemed just the fact that it was British, like, mm-hmm. and that it was on Comedy Central, which I didn't have. I had to watch it at friends' houses because I didn't have cable growing up. So when it seemed like something I hadn't seen before, I liked it. Revisiting AbFab now, I, it doesn't hold up very well to me. I watched some clips of French and Saunders doing like from the '90s doing like movie spoofs, and they were pretty funny. Okay. There was this funny um, spoof they did of Misery, 
it was funny. It does seem that the film is a bit late by about 18 years. Well, there's a f- following probably of Ab Fab, and maybe they think there's this woman comedy resurgence. Maybe and maybe, it's they'll, that. maybe they're like, well, we can we're we're woman comedy. Yeah, yeah, we are we woman comedy. Them. They are both. Jennifer Saunders is a very respected, respectable, and very funny actress. Yeah, I do like both of them a lot, actually. I believe um, they did voices in uh, Coraline, correct? Both as like them? the two uh, okay. the two women, uh, large chested women, uh, in oh, the the old one? like older women in the basement. What month okay. are we on here, by the way? Uh, we're nearing the end here. Okay, um, I think so. Let's 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 motor through some. Any old uh, movies coming out? Any what? Any old movies coming out? No, but there's Lights Out, which is a horror movie. Um, looks cool. It does look cool. Looks cool. Mm-hmm. Don't, know uh, don't don't think twice. Is the new Mike Birbiglia that's playing okay. at LA Film Fest? Okay. Um, okay. Equity stars on Anna Gunn. Is that the one where Daniel Radcliffe shows his penis? Yep. Uh, <laughs> <Well done>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Indignation is a movie that I... Is that the arty movie with Robert Downey Jr.? Uh, no, Indignation is a Logan Lerman... Restoration uh, callback. Call back to restoration. Philip Roth novel I saw it at Sundance. It's Philip Roth, uh, my mother, I worry, uh, my schmutz, my schmeckle. Bad Moms is uh, John Lucas and Scott Bad Moore, title. How about the that? Hangover and they did... Uh, Can I say... Well, 21 if, and Over, I think, was If then? you uh, title your movie Bad Blank, Meet the Blank... What about Dirty Grandpa? But That's an he, exception. But is he bad? Bad, bad blank, bad grandpa. There's also bad grandpa. There is bad, bad grandpa. grandpa. And there's That's bad right. Santa. Yeah. Yes. And there's well, bad lieutenant. I, I'll say, if you're making a movie now and Black you're putting Rock. bad in front of it. <laughs> Badlands. No, 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 no. I'm not saying any movie bad. I'm okay. saying if you, at right now, if you put, if you title a movie bad, it's just lazy. Bad meet the American. American, yes, that's, that was that's my third one. That's gets me. Bad meet. The, I think I posted something about this on Twitter, and we interacted, or on tw- something we interacted. Like, if you're starting now, no more movies with American blank, bad blank, meet the blank. Okay, just don't do it. Meet you the know bad I, Americans. That's you know what I, what I don't like is movies. I don't like titles where the first like we we had one earlier with Being Charlie when the first word gerund ends in yeah. Although I don't think that is technically a gerund. Being. Yeah, I think. Yeah, being is ing. I don't th- see my under- okay. Let's, Saving, listeners, being, doing, listeners, hey. clear this up for me. See, my understanding of a gerund is when you use an ing word as a noun. Like if you say I enjoy fishing, you're saying I enjoyed the act of fishing. That mm. that becomes a gerund because you're t- you've turned an ing word into a noun. But mm. I didn't think any ing word was a gerund. Oh, maybe I'm wrong then. Well, when you put an ing. Word, yes. Uh, I don't like that. Yes, in a in a title as an actual like doing the blank blanking Healing Minnesota. Sure. Yes, which I that think is, is a good movie. <laughs> that is like because it's the one it's twenty years old and it should have stopped with that. Like That's once we true. got to Feeling Minnesota, yeah. we should have realized. All right, we have we've perfected it. <laughs> the tank is empty. Yeah. I I I, uh, I like that way actually. I better. impulse bought Feeling Minnesota from Video Journeys when it was um, closing down. If I bought it for a dollar, I have it in the stack to ready to watch. That's I saw it in the movie. theater. Yeah, yeah. It's actually okay. I think it's an underrated movie, uh, and I I think I wish there were more. Comedy drama, dark comedy dramas came out like B- Feeling Minnesota today. I never saw it. Whatever happened to that director? Um, I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, are you gonna? Are you guys looking forward to Mike and Dave need uh, fuck date, wedding date bros? <laughs> wedding bros date rape at the wedding bros. I don't have much of an association with Adam Pally. What else is he in? Adam Levine or Adam Divine? You mean Adam Divine? Pardon me. Who's Adam Pally? That's another person. Adam Pally is from um, Happy Endings. 
Okay. And he's right. funny. Okay. Uh, Adam, Adam, Devine, Adam Devine, then. Okay, I don't know what he's from. Well, workaholics, the oh, okay. thing that seems to be enjoyed by people who don't seem to otherwise know what comedy is. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, workaholics is like, it's always sunny, except n- no one involved <laughs> knows how to make, tell a joke. Okay. It's, it's like, I, it's such a, it's a pale imitation of that sort of thing. Okay. Um, but I do, I like Adam Devine on Modern Family. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I guess I, I, I think, I think he was on an episode of community or something like that, but I might be wrong, but yeah, it's, uh, I did see a trailer for it and it just looked like, yeah, all right, fine. Whatever. Wow. What's that? Feeling Minnesota is the one and only movie that Steven Bagelman ever directed. What else has he done in general? He's a writer to this day. He just, um, had a story credit on miles ahead, which I think you saw. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, that's that's my concern. I'll go ahead and assume that everything I like about Miles Ahead is that guy, whose uh, name I've already forgotten. Ice Age Collision Course, okay. Um, the Purge Election Year, I'm I'm on board because I really like the second Purge movie a I lot. Have, I've not seen either one, but you know what? I think I got to get on board with these things because well, you won't like s- the first one. You know why? I saw the first why one. Is that? Ethan Hawke. Again, it's he's not he's not he doesn't <laughs> repel me from films. What did you think of the first one? I don't remember it very well. Yeah, it's not very good. But uh, the second I one is cool. It. I heard the second one. I wanted to see the second one. I missed it. But I think I watched the first one to prepare for the second one. Then I didn't wind up seeing the second one. And I do like I do like that this because I saw you know a trailer for what is it the Purge election election year election yeah. year, and I do like that they incorporate politics into it. Yeah. I find myself wondering if they're going to like have it be like a big commentary or if yeah. it's just I don't know. It's now um, I, I feel like I need to see these the. The second Purge had no characters from the first one, right, but Frank Grillo's character does it does come from the second one to the third one. He's going to be okay. in this one. So I like the idea that there's a there's a Purge uh, cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Uh, the BFG read it as a kid. Yeah, um, I like Steven Spielberg. I, I like, like that. everything rolled out. Really bad CG looking. Bad cartoon. I don't like the design. Okay. Of the trail in the you trailer, like it's a little off putting. Not really. It doesn't yeah. doesn't like. I'm like. Oh, Spielberg. I kind of get it. It's a, it's a, is it a movie? Is it a cartoon? I, oh. I don't like a mix. Oh, who's on this next page? Oh. Hachi. <laughs> Holy gummy, gummy, yummy, yummy, yum. Margo, yummy. <laughs> All right, we've reached Ooh. Suicide Squad. Margo, yum, yum, yummy, dummy. Who is sexier here, though? Margo Robbie or Jared, Jared Leto? Jared Leto. You know what? That. I'll t- uh, I like to view him as one thing. One beautiful thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm... Uh, 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 what do we think about Suicide Squad? I kind of haven't been thinking about it at all. No, 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 no. Mamma mia, mamma mia. Also, here's the thing, going back to that trailer thing. These are just so obvious songs, you know? Yeah, like, that's... come up with a new song. There's a cleverer song. There's a, create a new song. Like, in fact, I mean, not Sabotage, but Bohemian Rhapsody is a song that is huge because... Uh, they dug it up for Wayne's World. It wasn't a hit song. It wasn't a song people knew. They stuck it in Wayne's World, and then everyone loved the scene so much. People were like, "This song's amazing." Huh. And then now it's a it's considered like right. an amazing classic song. But <laughs> uh, why don't they? Do, same with like I mean with like Where Is My Mind in Fight Club. Like that was like for Pixies fans. That was like a, a big song. But like. So for like Suicide that. Squad, they should have Find done like new. something Not like Suicide Squad, James anything. Taylor or something like that. Find a you know. Uh, I, mean, I seen fire, I seen yeah. rain. 
That would really yeah. pull them There's in there. fire in that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in that trailer. Probably know? would. You know, I'm gonna you you said that as a joke, but I can imagine them cutting a very clever, good trailer. That'd be pretty to awesome. That you know, you find some you something with liquid. Probably one of those stupid idiots in the Suicide Squad can squirt liquid out of something. You know, <laughs> well, someone could I mean, probably make fire or whatever. Someone could probably rip probably rip someone's head off and blood spurts, and that's rain. You know, you probably some right. cool editing. I think one of the <clears> one of the things that. So it's it's uh, David Ayer, right? Yeah, this yeah. is my thing. Can I I've, say something? I've, oh, I got David Ayer for it. I'm not. I haven't been thinking about this much, mostly because Marvel has been paying me not to be interested in DC movies. Oh. But it's got a good cast. Blowing the whistle. It's got a good cast, and David Ayer, I don't love, but is like an interesting choice. When I was 21 years old, I went to someone's birthday party in Hollywood somewhere at, at a house, and David Ayer was friends with the neighbor and he was standing in the kitchen with some little barking dog buddy and he saw me I don't know making eating chips or something and he and he started picking on me and he just started talking at me and uh, and I got cornered because you know I was also probably should have been picked on you know a little to a degree like and I was like but he started picking on me he starts telling me all this stuff like boy you know buddy you don't know anything you don't know anything brother Heinrich Himmler has a chair made out of human flesh did you know that did you know that did you know that why, is, like, why is he saying he that was just saying these crazy things at me and I, and I was like kind of like you're just sitting there eating chips well whatever I was doing oh, I don't okay. remember this part of the, that part of the story but I also you're like you're not on trial here yeah. no so but he just <laughs> you started reading a book about Heinrich he Himmler. just started picking on me and then he was like uh by the way, my name's David Ayer. I wrote The Fast and the Furious and Training Day. And like uh, these were like new movies or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, maybe part of me was like, well, maybe I'll talk about movies. And he just kept going on about the military and his uh, his uh, superior in the Navy. And then at the, I think I s- s- stood there and was dressed down by him for an hour. And, but uh, for what? He Why just, did he, he single just, you out? Not just, being him? It would I appear. don't know exactly. I don't remember. I was. It was like over 15 years what ago. A but piece of shit. But, but the one thing I remember, one of the things I remember is, well, how scary he was. He was very scary. And also he had this little barking dog buddy by his side who was like, listen to this dude, bro. He knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. And, um, uh, and then I think when David Arrow finally walked away, the, the barking dog buddy could see how shaken I was by mm-hmm. it all. That the barking dog buddy was like, um, hey, man, don't worry about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't let that guy get to you. And it was like, fuck you, man. He just sat there and licked his ass while he like made me feel real bad for no discernible reason. And... Uh, and then I talked to another guy who just worked, you know, who does like video playback on movies and stuff. And uh-huh. like he was talking about how he worked on a David Ayer movie. And I told him that story and he was like, yep, that's, that's, that's Tito or Jeremy or whatever the fucking, he, the guy, the barking dog, <laughs> but he still follows David Ayer around and is like, yeah, man, whatever this guy says, this guy knows it, this guy, whatever. But, but the other thing and is then like, after David Ayer leaves, he says, Hey man, don't, don't let that guy stress uh, you out. Can man. I get you to sign this waiver? Yes. <laughs> Another thing I'll say just about that story is that uh, uh, I picture I, I picture David Ayer like smashing your camera and then the dog like throwing cash on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, tr- I hadn't seen Training Day or hadn't come out yet, and I saw Training Day, and I, I really liked it a lot, and and I thought um, Denzel was super awesome in it. Yeah. But it feels like Denzel was like doing an impression of David. <laughs> wow. The way that he talks, like, no, you don't know. You don't know. You don't, you know, you don't know. You don't know how I know it. I'm from, this is where I'm from. This is how I know. You know, do you know this happening? Do you know this happening? Well, you better wake up. It was like this a was lot a of that. This was a party? 
It was like, like someone's birthday party and they're walking. You think you David Ayer was having a fun time? It doesn't sound like <laughs> he, it. He was having a casual time sipping something or whatever. I don't know if it, it was like it was like a neighbor. And I was like, I think I walked over days to whoever my friends were at the thing. And I was like, who are those guys? Like, oh, they're friends with the neighbor or something like that. You know, wow. I don't know the context. You're, you're getting hooked up on the context. The 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 main point of the story is David Ayer was a jerk in 2001. I get it. Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. All right. Well, you know what? I'm not seeing Suicide Squad now. Um, I saw, solidarity with my I best saw friend in the Day. world, Josh Fadum. I'm still interested in his movies. I'm, I'm a little I, interested in Suicide Squad. We'll I'm see. I'm interested yeah. in Suicide Squad because it looks flamboyant, and I'm like, I like a flamboyant colorful. Like, I like Mystery Men. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. it's not great, but it's good. The the appeal of Suicide Squad for me is that you really don't know. They're okay. They're probably not going to kill Harley Quinn. Everybody else is fair game, including the character played by Will Smith. Like the nature of Suicide Squad is that those char- any character can die at any time, hmm. and I like the 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 randomness of that. Um, it's okay. like Game of Thrones, right? Let me ask sure. you something off mic. Okay. Um, well, the question I'll ask you on mic is going to tell me. Y'all. Okay. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you. Remind me to ask you who dies in Civil War. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I want to know. I uh, just don't want to see the movie. Stephen Frears has a new movie called Florence Foster Jenkins. I have talked about this. That, that this um, there was this NPR story about the woman that it's based on. That's so funny. Meryl Streep is playing. You you see her the story? I think it was This American Life. Anyway, it's it's so great and this and the story uh, is so funny. And you listen to it. I listened to it a year or two ago. And I was like, this is the best. So funny. You listen to the actual recording of the woman, and it's it's amazing. And uh, and I heard that Meryl Streep was going to play her. I saw the poster. Whatever. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see that. And I went. I looked at the trailer. And I got very disappointed because she was this rich high sabotage. society. Yes, they used sabotage. <laughs> they, and I was like, she never sang sabotage. They, they, she was like this high society woman, you know, and, and she just thought she had this amazing voice. And it's like the worst voice imaginable. Uh-huh. And she like sings opera and she like made it. There's this amazing recording. You can just Google Florence Foster Jenkins uh, magic flute or whatever. And it's her doing the. And it's it's worse than I just did just then. It's like. And uh, um, my dog just gave you a look. <laughs> yeah, what a good dog. Um, and uh, but the trailer makes it look like it's this inspirational story about how, like, hey, just give it a push, and you could, you know, it might take a moment, but um, it should be this, like, you know, condemnation of like a bourgeois right. artistic, you know, you know what I'm saying? Do, do you trust Stephen Frears though a little bit? I like the Grifters. <laughs> All right. What else did he? I love the Grifters. What else did he do? We did Philomena. I think was the Queen, oh, yeah, yeah. which was good. It looks, did you see Philomena? No. Nope. I think you'd like it. I um, hope it's good, but the trailer didn't make me think. It looked like it was misguided by the trailer. So did you guys hear that um, Seth Rogen has an R-rated Pixar movie coming out mm. called Sausage Party? Yeah, I saw the trailer for it, and uh, and you know what? They kind of got me. I did not know it was going to be what it was. Okay. They set it up well enough, and I and. I like the idea behind it, but I feel like they're probably going to run it into the ground by just... Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not somebody who's just like, that movie had too much swearing. But I do think that swearing for, a lot of swearing for its own sake is not inherently funny. Just like, can you make... These cartoon characters are swearing. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Uh, and I feel like that might be what this movie is. And uh, that does not uh, interest me that I mean, much. We got left. Let's, Let's wrap we're up. almost done. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> 
Um, so wait, uh, this so is, hang on a minute. This is purgatory hearing about so, these movies I don't give a shit about. So you'll go flying off on like little three and four minute tangents here and there. Yeah. And then you have the balls yeah. to say we're taking too long. Yeah. David and I have a nice forward momentum going after all these years. And then you come along and you dictate to us. Hey, I'm an artist. All right. I show up here ready to work. I'm working. This is my work. You want some of that Josh Fatum flavor in there? I'm well, giving it to you. And now, okay, let's well, wrap Josh, up. Sit back and buckle up because Tyler's about to go on a tirade. Okay, a tirade. A tirade. Yeah. Pete's Dragon. Uh, Tyler can't wait to see Pete's Dragon. From the director of Ain't Them Body Sink. Yes. Uh, who is not the guy from Cracker or Camper Van Beethoven. Do you know who those bands are, yeah. Josh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that the, the, there was someone with that was in both bands, though. David Lowry. David Lowry's in both bands. He is not the director of this movie, oh, but he has the so same Camper name. Van Beethoven went on to make a 90s band? Yeah. Cracker? Yes. Be with you, girl. That one? Yes. That's a good song. Sim- Sandra Bernhardt's in the video? Hey, 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 like being. That one? Yeah. It's a good song. Oh, I know that song. Sandra Bernhardt's in so the video. So this guy directed <laughs> the Anthem Body Saints, part two. Not the same guy. Same name. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I mentioned it uh, recently that just... I'm familiar with the old Pete's Dragon. I'm not saying that a remake has to be exactly the same as as the other one, but I think what a lot of people like about the other one is that it's kind of this silly thing where there was a musical and the songs were kind of catchy and fun and goofy. And I assume you've seen Pete's Dragon, of course, watched it all the time as a kid. Yeah, me too. Like, and and the I think they're called the Gogans or something like that. They're the Grogans. Mm. I don't remember the Shelley Winters and her redneck family. Right. Uh, but then also like Doctor Terminus, the Snake Oil guy. Yeah, I like him. And Red Buttons is there. Yeah. Like there's a lot of a lot there. Basically everything I like uh, and everything that I as and a it's kid. It's a cartoon dragon. As a cartoon dragon, everything that I responded to as a kid, uh, they seem to have removed. Uh, I don't think there's any singing. I don't think there's any hillbilly fun family. I don't think there's any uh, snake oil salesman. It's probably like a super uh, uh, fancy rendered CG dragon. And, undoubtedly. You can see it here. Oh, piss and on I, this <laughs> dragon. No, no, no. He needs to keep reading that <laughs> Yeah, magazine. I, need the, I need the magazine. You can't but do that. It just seems like it's like you don't need to do a gritty remake of Pete's Dragon. Uh, just do a different dragon movie and let this be what it is. Be careful with the mic there. All right. Um, Nine Lives is a movie where Kevin Spacey gets turned into a cat. Uh, Cafe Society is the new Woody Allen movie. It's, oh, I right. think, just played at Cannes just as of like today. Maybe? How did it do? The headline said, the Hollywood Reporter headline actually said, um, um, uh, Cafe Society, a new Woody Allen film, gets modest standing ovation. <laughs> what, a, what a passive, or a, like a, just a, a super undercutting headline. <laughs> Modest standing ovation. <laughs> um, okay, let's let's uh, spectral. I don't know what that is. Um, Emily Mortimer, James Badgedale. A uh, new kickboxer movie with John Claude Van Damme. Oh, Ooh. all right. Sequel. Yes, kickbox kickboxer vengeance. It's what it's called. Uh, the space between us is uh, uh, the kid from Hugo. All right. Is plays the first human born on Mars. Yeah, all right. Um, here's a movie that I am excited about. Okay, I did see this trailer because they showed it before Sing Street the other day. I don't normally watch trailers unless I go to a movie and I happen to see one. So this is a movie I was excited about, a little bit tempered my excitement by the trailer, and that's the new John Lee Hancock movie, The Founder. Oh, yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, wait, <laughs> the guy wait. made The Blind Side. Right, but wait, before that, he, he also made The he Alamo. He made The Alamo, and he made The Rookie. Which are both really great movies. Blind Side is a real shit rag. That's yes, what I hear. I do not care for the Blind Side. A real um, rotten movie. I but think. the founder is um, 
Michael Keaton playing, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc, who is not actually the founder of McDonald's. Yeah. It's kind of, there's kind of a joke in that, or a, I guess. Yeah. He, he's like a scoundrel. He, he stole McDonald's he from stole some from guys. McDonald's brothers. He's yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, basically. Yeah. This is uh, instead yes. of Facebook, it's McDonald's and the McDonald's brother, McDonald's brothers are played by Nick Offerman and John Carroll Lynch. Which yeah. Is I great. like that. So uh, wait, mustacheless so, Nick Offerman. I know it's soft pudding. Yeah. But that's the thing is, you know, when I think of the blind side, I think of like a film that sucks for a number of reasons, but among them, like it's relentless positivity. This looks like a fairly, a fairly cynical movie that does not, it doesn't, it's not telling the, the inspirational story of Ray Kroc. Right. It is making him look like a real bastard. He also made that Walt Disney movie. Apparently he whitewashed that one pretty bad. The one with Tom Hanks as Walt Disney. Oh, oh yeah, I do. I do. I, like do, I, do like I didn't like it very much. I, I feel like they save. Oh, that's one of those gerund movies. Right. Yeah. Yes. Saving, Saving Mr. Mr. Banks. Banks. Yeah, terrible title. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, but it's I, and Tom I, Hanks I, was already in like a saving. Movie. He already saved Private Ryan. Yeah. Why is he got to save Mr. Banks yeah, too? Yeah. He he deserves a furlough. Yeah. Or he can't be. He can't be sending him out to save more people. Yeah. It's like I got to save this hologram for the king. <laughs> um, Todd Phillips has a new movie coming out this August. That looks like garbage, called, rotten uh, asshole, dogs. bullshit. <laughs> Fuck no, that crap. Josh thinks of it. I like look Todd that, Phillips. Yeah, but so. look at that trailer. I mean, it looks like shithead, you know, made by, for, and starring shitheads. <laughs> Isn't it awesome be. watching them be shitheads because it's good to be a shithead? And, uh, it looks like crap. It's Miles Teller and Jonah Hill playing what shitheads. look like shitheads, loving it, being it, doing it. I can't stand this Miles Teller guy. He's terrible. I'm not a fan of Miles Teller either. But it's I like they, they like took Todd they Phillips. took the, they took Vince Vaughn's cadence and just put it on like I don't know these guys. All right, I Kubo in the Two Strings is the new uh, Leica. That looks um, great. Pixar movie. I'm actually really excited. <laughs> yeah, I like Leica. I like everything they've done yeah, so far. That looks like a really, really, really solid film. Um, Southside with you. I did not see it. Sundance, but that's the um, that's that Obama Barack movie. Looks, looks Obama. very pandering too. Uh, date movie. Yeah. Ben Hur, the remake. Directed by Timur Bekmambetov. He's the um, wanted guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, new Mel Gibson movie comes out this August. I know. Called I'm... Bloodfather. Oh, what's that? Uh, an ex con must dig into his dangerous he past it? to protect it. his estranged daughter from a brutal drug Oh, it's cartel. like taken. He also has another movie called Hacksaw Ridge that's coming out this year, I believe, or next year. With uh, Andrew okay. Garfield. No one saw his last one. Get the Gringo, right? Oh, well, okay, so that's just a movie that he's in. So is, so is Bloodfather. It's oh, okay. It's okay. by Jean, Jean-Francois Richet. Okay. Uh, and also stars Elizabeth Rome. I like her. Yeah. Um, what's this Hexo? Is that Hexo Ridge is the one he's directing? Yes. Okay. Uh, Don't Breathe is a movie, um, which sounds very similar to uh, Wait Until Dark. Oh, all right. Um, oh, that's one where Stephen Lang plays a blind guy who traps, traps people in his house when they break in. Yes. Um, Hands of Stone. Mechanic 2. The Mechanic. They make a sequel to the remake of The Mechanic? Yes. Yes. <laughs> with, uh, with Jason Statham. And they should bring back Jan Michael Vincent. Finally, a movie called Complete Unknown with Michael Shannon and Rachel Weiss. Good I cast. Like them. So. Now. That is our summer movie preview. Josh, how many impressions can you do? I never counted. Let's let's uh, rattle them off because I'm curious. You don't have to do the uh, you don't have I don't to do know the if I could rattle them off, but you could name someone I could try to do it. Michael <laughs> Shannon. Michael Shannon. <laughs> Michael Shannon. Blake Lively. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm pretty. <laughs> no, that's actually not a very good. She's got a husky voice. Hi, I'm pretty. That's, that's more Blake Lively. She's got. She's a Catherine, uh, Kathleen, Kathleen Turner, Turner type. Yeah. Kathleen Turner type, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Someday you should uh, you should uh, not do like a YouTube thing, but just write down and send me all the uh, impressions you can do. And the next time you're on. What was that? You start trying to pimp me out? Yeah, kind of. No, we're going to start, we're going to have you record a bunch of things like, yeah. hi, I'm Walter Matthau, yeah. and you're listening to Battleship That's Pretensions. right, yes. Yeah, so. Oh, right, <laughs> right. We'll drop them. Yeah. I just, you we'll just take just, breaks. You could just throw them. ones out and ask me and be like, oh, I got that. I got that guy. Well, now I'm, now I don't know what now, to see, do. Now, so you can't think either. I'm yeah. like, I can't think of who I can do. Yeah, yeah. it's got to, it's got to be. Because I have to go from, let's see, can you do a Cary Grant? Yes, everyone does a Cary Grant. I guess everyone kind of does it, Harry. I guess that's true. He's one of those, like, uh, yeah. What's weird is I did go, I, I did go on a YouTube tear uh, actually last night looking at, like, uh, stand-ups. You know when stand-ups tour and they do the local m- morning news, you know, uh-huh. to, like, promote their show for that night? Like, and then they go on, they kind of do some of their act or some of their jokes, and the news people go, <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, and they look at the camera, and I kind of went on a tear of looking at some of those, <laughs> of, like, uh, for hack comedians, you know? Uh-huh. And there's this one guy, you know, and he's, like, holding his guitar. And what's weird is, like, he's so hacky, so unbelievably hacky, and his impressions aren't good. But I I came to, like, appreciate this guy's polish, polishness. Right. right. Yeah. Like, he just, uh, he was so on top of it. He knew every one of his, I don't even know if that's, because he was not, he had bad charisma. <laughs> he just was on top. He was so prepared. Like, he's such a career road comedian that uh-huh. I was just, like, very impressed with the, you know, and the, the news guy's like, and who else you do? You know, he's like, well, my best, com- uh, well, well, what's your best impression? My best impression is Al Pacino. He's, uh, he's always doing this. He's Al Pacino. Hey, ooh, ah, yeah. And who else you do? Well, uh, what, what have you been working on? Well, one of the ones I've been working on is uh, Adam Sandler. Ooh, ha, ha. Ooh, do, do, do. You know, and then uh, trying to think who else he did. Oh, so, and, and it's like, I also do, oh, just like a John Travolta. I do a John Travolta. You know, and they were all like bad or uh-huh. someone else's impression. Or do it, you know, and it's like, what about uh, Regis Philbin? Oh, oh, boy, here I am. I'm Regis Philbin. And they were, it was like the most <laughs> obvious. Yeah. You know, like but Dana Carvey already covered it. I did. I, I respected him as a workman, but not as an artist in any way or his yeah. ability. I was just like, this guy is, you know what? He's a working class, bad impressionist. He's showing up for, he probably, he's probably gonna, he's probably done plenty of like sold out shows. You know, cause I bomb at the type of clubs that he's doing, you know, I, I stink at them. They hate me. If, unless someone knows, like I'm here to see Josh Fadum do Josh Fadum stuff. And I saw Josh Fadum on a show or I, I know who he is somehow. I know him from the battleship retention appearances. That I'm going to go possibly see, be true. I'm going to go see him because I love him on battleship retention. Like that's when I, well, I, do people come up to you when you're signing your CDs and bumper stickers at the, uh, funny bone <laughs> and say, I heard you on battleship retention. Yeah. That's what souls. Well, that's how they, the funny bone promotes it. They go, you know him from his appearances on Battleship Pretension. Um, you know him and half of you love him from yeah. Battleship Pretension. Yeah. But so, like, I, I've i done a few, like, you know, funny bony type shows, you know, throughout the country and, like, opening for different comedians or whatever. And, like, I, at best, will, like, have them for a little bit or have them tuning out and then chiming in with, oh, that was, that was a good one. But in general, I look at, I see, like, blank faces and, I, you know, like... I'm just, 
uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So I respect that, like, this guy is someone that, like, these people, they say it's Friday night. Let's go see the comedy show. We, doesn't right. matter what we're going to see. We're going to see, you know. And also I saw there were a lot of uh, videos of this, one of these, some of these guys touring with, like, Pablo Francisco, who is also one of those comedians, but, like, I actually like him, you know. I think he's really funny and, and like, he's, like, does a lot of, you know who that is? He does a lot of impressions. He's a big impressions guy. He does impressions. He did a lot of impressions. He's the guy who actually kind of first cracked open the voiceover guy impression. Oh, yeah. okay. He's, he like, the, the first guy, like, in a world. Like, he's the. And so his bit is what made people think that in a world is a more common thing than it actually is. Probably. Right? Yeah, I think he's responsible for people thinking that's funny. And so, like, he actually, even though he's, like, associated with that sort of club world type comedian, like, I actually think he's he's got yeah. some, like, funny, good nerd observations. And he's got, like. He's just got. A, he's he. He'll he'll think of impressions. He'll do some like hacky obvious ones, but he'll also do some like impressions that like oh I didn't think to do someone to do an impression of that. Well, I think we've come full, first full circle because you started the podcast complaining that there's too many podcasts <laughs> where comedians talk shop. Well, I'm not talking shop. I'm just I'm talking as a fan yeah. of. Uh, I guess I did get, get a little shop talky. I talked about how I buy. I didn't talk about. I didn't talk about my process. I didn't talk about. I guess I, did I? I don't no, know. No, you just someone crucify me for being a hypocrite. F- uh, feel free to uh, wait till off air, but at some point, I would be interested to know your process—the process of a Josh Fadum. Oh yeah, well, we can talk about it casually. There's no process here. If you at home would be interested in knowing what we thought of the movies we just talked about over the next few months, check BattleshipRetention.com for our reviews and the reviews of other contributors, including some of these already have reviews—the stuff that uh, played at Sundance or whatever. Uh, or has already come out. So check that out at battleshipretention.com. That's where you can find this podcast, all the other podcasts in the BP fleet. You can email us at david at battleshipretention.com or tyler at battleshipretention.com. You can follow me on Twitter at davypretension. You can follow Tyler on Twitter at tylerpretension. Tyler, what's going on on your podcast this week? More than one lesson? Sure. Let's talk about that one. Um, the other one you're talking about Survivor. That's right. Okay. It's called Worth Playing For. We have not deviated from that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, on More Than One Lesson this week, we talk about... What if you just did an episode of Worth worth Playing For, the week that it was the Survivor episode, didn't talk about Survivor, just cooking tips? (laughs) Sure. Survivor, I'm gonna make it. That's the theme song. Yep. Uh, What's going on in More Than One Lesson? Rising up, back on the street. That's by Survivor. To my time and my chances. What's going on in More Than One Lesson? Uh, we, uh, this week we talk Let's about... Let's take it from the top, guys. What's going on in More Than One Lesson? <laughs> Do I have a, a cue here? <laughs> what, I, I, what else uh, let's try one, one more time. All right. Okay. Tell Here's what's what... going on in More Than One Lesson. <laughs> is, uh... Rising up, back in the street. <laughs> so we were talking about... Uh, we talk about uh, Alejandro and Yuri 2's The Revenant and compare it to uh, Sean Penn's The Crossing Guard. All right. Uh, my other podcast is about TV. It's called uh, Hey, Watch This with Paul and David. That's king of TV, Paul Goebel. Uh, this week we'll be talking about The Big Bang Theory. So you watch and everything, huh? I barely watch TV anymore. Oh. Um, I used to watch a lot of stuff. Uh, well, this week we're talking about The Big Bang Theory and did you watch the, the OJ amazing, Show? The Amazing Race. I did watch The OJ Show. Oh, I, I watched it, so it too. So good. I liked it. it was so you good. watch it? 
Uh, no, but I've heard wonderful things. I watched it because I was I just like had I was out of town for a weekend and I was like getting cabin fever in, in the hotel and then I was like I got I don't know anyone in town I, and then I the OJ show and then I binged it like in one weekend and it was fun. Next time you do that, just tweet out, "Hey, any Battleship Retention fans want to meet up?" That's what I <laughs> do. Go now, have a meet up. Now here's what I like. I'm to sure. Do. Well, they don't like me, so they would say no. They would love suffer. you. Come on now. Uh, and the, uh, if anything else, they'd be like, "He's a big star." That's the guy from uh, Battleship uh, Retention. I was going to say the guy from Better Call Saul, but um, no. Uh, here's the thing: if I'm tweeting out like, "Hey, anybody uh, around?" If I'm actually at the, if I'm in the location already, chances are uh, I'm making a joke because I'll be like impromptu meetup at the uh, car rental place. <laughs> yeah, uh, stuff like that. So, but if um, I if I want to do like an actual meetup, I'll do it like weeks in advance. So that's what's going on with us. I did tweet, "Is anyone in town in this place?" And then uh, no one really responded. Oh. Josh, what's going on with you? Where can people find you? Twitter, Josh Fadem. Instagram, Josh Fadem. Snapcat, Josh Fadem. Vine, Josh Fadem. Where else is there to find me? Facebook? Yeah. If you want to you know, you email me, Josh Fadem at Gmail. Pinterest for all the no, I don't think I do. No, I don't know. I couldn't figure out how to. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on a Mamedist. That's a good one to end on. Thanks for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet.